Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This week on the program, is this an I got it by the way situation? Some of us may think so. It's the Karate Kid 2. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. The Karate Cabin. <laughs> we hate movies.
everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, that's right. We are back to the grind after a month of stuff that came out last year. We're talking The Karate Kid 2 from 1986, directed by the late, great John Avildsen. King. Quick question. Just around the horn. What do we think the movie The Karate Cabin would be, aside from actually Chris Cabin doing karate? Like, is it a cabin full of, like, karate heroes? I I feel it is much like uh, a a Mr. Raiden movie, Beverly Hills Ninja, (laughs) except for, like, on, like, low, like, 2,000 grade DV, like, really shitty digital video. Yeah, like, just no money whatsoever. So it's like the anniversary party, but with karate. Yes, exactly. I was envisioning more of an Evil Dead scenario where there's like this one <laughs> Necronomicon type of book that shows you the best karate moves, like steals the peach. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, not bad. Not bad, Eric. I think like that. steals the peach Some and then everything de- goes haywire. Yeah, karate demons come out and like your girl, your dead girlfriend's doing karate against you. Yeah, and then I have to steal peaches. That all sounds great, actually. I was going to say, Steve, the anniversary party could have used some karate in it. <laughs> Absolutely. Gonna, just gonna toss that out there. Alan, uh, you know, Alan Cumming just drop kicking Jennifer Jason <laughs> Lee. Someone steals his peach. You know, the whole thing. Yes. It'd be great. It's a big fucking karate fight for this anniversary party. <laughs> uh, cabin, would you be making Karate Cabin on that low grade twenty year old DV in twenty twenty one though? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I just thus I, it would have guaranteeing to... your movie would look totally unwatchable to a modern oh, eyeball. Yeah. It has to be washed out as fuck. Like <laughs> I mean, just like like no telling of color, just whiteness blaring through the screen, oh. and like hard to look at is what I'm going for, really. Mm-hmm. Whiteness there. blaring through the screen. Great segue to Ralph Macchio. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. You know, I got to say, I got beef with something here. Um, Something like before I even pressed play on this movie, I rented this movie uh, on Apple last night. The and this is it's the same thing. Same goes for Amazon. I don't know where else this might be featured. The poster art for this movie is absolutely atrocious. What are we talking? Really? I mean, I think it might be because you know Amazon and no Amazon has is it different? I was is it them in the black background? Nothing's going on. It's no, I mean, because that's what the poster is, right? Like the poster is the two of them, black background, and then like the title and the tagline and everything are sort of like in the middle, the bottom of the poster. This is, it's clearly like we made this for streaming. Some fucking intern was doing terrible Photoshop. It's still the two of them, but like it just looks atrocious just absolutely <laughs> atrocious Fair I could, and, and like i've been noticing that a lot more lately and i've been having less and less patience for it but jesus christ these streaming platforms that are like i guess for whatever reason you can't license the original poster art so you gotta have fucking fred the intern make some garbage fake poster this has to stop we need legislation they want to make it look more exciting and the original poster looks a little too arty we yeah let people know that this is a dumb karate movie yeah, it looks so exciting. My only reaction to it was, wow, that looks like shit. And then I press play. I, I guess because um, my Amazon uh, rental, or it was, it was for free on Amazon, whatever the fuck, uh, my Amazon file started with this uh, warning. We should start with it, too. This film includes language and or cultural stereotypes that are inconsistent with today's standards of inclusion and tolerance and may offend some viewers. Oh, boy. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, this podcast might offend some listeners. Yeah, yeah. We should get one of those. (laughs) Are you triggered, Lib? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) 
Trigger. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, my new comedy special. No warnings. I'm sick of these Amazon warnings. Are you? <laughs> oh man, be sure to tune in to Crackle for my latest stand-up special, Danger Zone. You come to see me tell some bad jokes. You're in the fucking danger zone, pal. My new, my new uh, comedy special, Karate Kid Part Two, is actually not racist. <laughs> that's that's a special. I mean, the biggest, most glaring thing is the John Kreese racial slur in the parking lot. Right. Sure, but that's not to great. Mr. Miyagi. To, to its credit, I do, but it's like he's a shithead character. You know, I mean, yes. he's the villain. That's it's yeah, not like Bill and Ted using gay slurs. Like I mean, John Kreese is the Valley's number one scumbag. To be fair, and you're right, and I, I, I don't, I don't mind like slurs by bad characters if it's in, in service of something, maybe, and blah blah blah. But I think that this movie warrants the warning just by the amount of gongs in the score alone. <laughs> it's just like you know what, dude, yeah. you got three gongs. Let's put a fucking warning I, up here because this is ridiculous. No, no, actually, we are. Uh, hi, this is John Abbotson. Hi, everybody. How you doing? We actually went through two thousand gongs uh, <laughs> recording all the music for this movie. We went through 2,000 of them, 2,000. And you know what? Those get billed to you. You know, you have to put those down on paper. And, you know, that's what uh, you you wonder why movies are so expensive. I love the the song 2,000 Gongs by 10,000 Maniacs. (laughs) That's a math problem. That's an old song. It's from Gong Ago. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, gongs in general, just get them out of my face. They're they're loud. You know, I don't know. I will say one thing about the music in this movie: the fucking "Glory of Love" song fucking rules. Oh, it does. yes, yes, absolutely. Old, what's his face? Um, Peter Cetera, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah fuck yeah. yeah, dude. And maybe there's a question for the end, but I mean, like, so if we're doing checks and balances, is that a better song than "You're the Best Around" uh, from the first film? <sighs> I kind of yes. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I firmly think they're, yes. They're both great. The first one, the the song from the first one's more like kitschy. This this is one you could play anywhere, dudes. <laughs> Dude, you could play yeah. it at your wedding, and your Absolutely. wife would cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. You can't be playing to the best around at weddings. You look like a total <laughs> asshole. Uh, honey, honey, can we uh, dance our first dance to Peter? Sitar- oh, I'm divorced. I actually, you guys were there. I actually did play that song in my wedding. <laughs> you're the best around. That's true. Nothing yeah. gonna it wasn't. It, it wasn't. But it wasn't the first dance for you and your wife, was it? I think it was us, us coming out. After. I think it was the coming out, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that's so, totally fine. But, but yeah. you guys were invited to an asshole wedding. You knew what you were getting into. <laughs> I had a great time at your wedding, by the way. I got fucking super drunk. I, uh, wasn't yeah. your first dance to uh, What Does the Fox Say? This is... No, that's, no that, that was, was like, my first dance with Eric's brother at the wedding. It was me and, <laughs> me and Eric's brother fucking got down to that song hardcore. And Man, was, yeah, the year yeah. of What Does the Fox Say? Yeah. It was a long, long time. It was gong ago, actually. <laughs> it was gong ago. Jesus. That should not make me giggle as much as it does, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, it just does. I, I'm sorry. I can't, you know. Uh, I love that this movie... Um, this movie really starts out with a solid as previously on the karate kid it's crazy it's in such a way though where like i'm not pissed off by the previously on it's like almost as if you get everything you kind of need out of the karate kid from this previously on it's a little i, I feel like they go through it a little too much i could have just gone with the uh just recapping the end of the tournament since this movie starts right where that movie ends Yes. Yes. 
I was just going to say, I didn't need this uh, shower scene with Ralph Macchio, though. I don't know, Miyagi. Maybe you shouldn't be hanging out there, dude, like right in the locker room. Oh, like my that. God. What I love about this scene with Miyagi is he's, he's like insistent they get to the restaurant already. Like Mi- <laughs> Miyagi is yeah. hungry. His blood sugar is low. <laughs> hey, kid, we uh, we got to get going. I know you won the tournament and everything, but I'm fucking starving. I need some breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he is i mean i do love i love the uh because there apparently at least imdb says this i always heard that this was um footage for the original ending to the karate kid but apparently it was in the script never filmed filmed specifically for part two so, so theoretically this script, this script is open a boy's shower that's what we're talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I mean, conversely, the film originally, the first one may have ended with a boy's shower, close, <laughs> you know, roll credits. Like, I don't know. I think it's kind of great that the last thing I see in The Karate Kid is not Ralph Macchio's nipples. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Mr. Miyagi, are you are you right outside the shower like you always are? Oh, yeah, I'm leering here. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, great. Oh, good. Okay, I'm just going to shower myself. Uh, I hope, can you talk to me while I shower? And a quick, quick note for the audience. Uh, we are doing a Peter Falk impression for Mr. Miyagi, continuing the tra- tradition from yes. our live episode on Karate yes. Kid Part 1. Just an FYI. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. Um, and I lo- I do love, because he's like, oh, man, Mr. Miyagi, I, I did pretty fucking good at that goddamn uh, tournament over there. Can you believe it? <laughs> what do you think my next thing should be? And he's like, uh, how about retiring, kid? Which makes all the sense of the world because Miyagi is a sick of it and B knows this kid is lucky to be alive. He's like, I don't know about you. I think you were about to get your fucking teeth kicked in there, kid. Yeah, listen, kid. uh, I I got something to tell you. I lied on signing the waivers. uh, (laughs) Had you died, I would have been really screwed. So, uh, Yeah, to be honest, you lost me a lot of money today. (laughs) Your your mentor is not supposed to say this, you know, but you got lucky, buddy. You got lucky. Walk away. You were like, uh, you were like one pube hair away from getting your fucking neck broke, kid. Yeah, that, did you see the other guy you were fighting? He looked like Chuck Norris with a, without the beard. I mean, like, well, you, you're lucky. You, you're a little shrimp. You, you beat him up. And did you see that crease fella? Did you see that crease fella? He looks like an erect penis all the time. By the all way, the that kick is fake. I made that up. <laughs> I can't believe you did that in public. I was, I was, it was a joke between me and my buddies. I'm like, look, I want to do, do a little kick, and it worked. I can't believe it. I, 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 I can't. Uh, it. It at the same dare. time, kid, I will say <laughs> because you were, uh, you was uh, stupid enough to actually do that move. You actually just won me another two hundred bucks. One of my buddies bet me two hundred dollars. You wouldn't be stupid enough to do that fake kick. But you were stupid enough to do it, kid. Another 200 bucks. I will not what? give you a single cut of it. And that is now a full-on fracture. I hope you know that, kid. <laughs> that ankle yeah. isn't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, Dude, that job. is a crazy thing. He's fucking running around. <laughs> He's, like, walking out of the parking lot. He's carrying this trophy. He's signing autographs. Get this kid a cane or a crutch or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll do that after he runs down and gets me a sports section. Late edition. <laughs> <laughs> It is because uh, yeah he you know he's in the shower he's like yeah I can't believe oh my god the next thing is like how about retiring you know the, the girls are waiting for us Elizabeth Shue not in this film your mother nope. not in this film are waiting for us at the restaurant so let's let's get a move on. he does he does have a little fucking fire in his foot to get to this fucking restaurant <laughs> yeah. I love it yeah no that's true and yeah the the passing line here is because in in real life Elizabeth Shue went back to Harvard and continued studying before she picked up acting so she was out of the movie. But poor Mrs. LaRusso, man, not even a diehard with a vengeance-esque <laughs> fucking phone call. 
This yeah. woman is just erased. That's a bet I would have lost, by the way. Uh, the, I, I would have thought that she does have that in this film, but she does not. I, that's so funny, dude. Uh-oh. Mandela effect. <laughs> I had that same thought, Steve. I was like, well, when is it that she calls them in Japan? Like, I had to think a memory yes. of like him like getting a phone call from mom in Japan. I don't know. It, it is very weird, the scenario that we're presented with. Again, I mean, we talked about the weird relationship between this sensei and student but it is accentuated in this where he's just living with miyagi now he's going to live with him for the summer the parents are gone we don't have to deal with that shitty kid anymore this i don't know what miyagi's doing with him but uh, it's working i guess <laughs> well the the dad is dead and the mom weren't we saying something in in the first movie it kind of sounds like she's like being tricked into joining a cult like yeah. she's talking about whatever business thing she's doing, and it's like kind of pyramid schemey, like culty. And then in this movie, it's like, ah, oh, geez, Mr. Miyagi, my mom's got to go up to Fresno for the summer for some workshop. And I'm like, it, she's really accelerating in that cult. She has it has a synonym feeling for sure. <laughs> uh, and I think that's what this Fresno trip is. I think that's what the whole summer is going to be for uh, Daniel. I think Daniel's going to be brought into it. Come on, Miss Miyagi, I can't go to Fresno. I don't want to be on level fucking two already. Ah, jeez, ah, Miss Miyagi. <laughs> oh, Miss Miyagi, they're going to make me get there in Fresno. I'm going to have to put my hands on those two cans. And then they're going to do that test where they're going to figure out how much electricity is in my body or whatever. Oh, jeez, Mr. Miyagi, what they're going to make me do? I'm going to sit in a chair. They're just going to yell at me for five hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of being broken down, Mr. Miyagi. Oh, well, Mr. Miyagi. Uh, we, we cannot miss the absolute disgrace and best scene of John Kreese. It is... Oh. Well, first of, first of all, my favorite characters in this entire movie, they, they're walking out. They're, Come on, we're going to get to the restaurant. They get intercepted by the referee oh, and so the good. announcer, and they're just oh. like, kid, you've got whatever it is, you've got it. You are the karate kid. I love and the I fucking dude, love it. The referee the, says, you showed poise. <laughs> the other guy who, there's the dude, I don't know if he's like the master of ceremonies or what. He looks like Biff Tannen, like, yes. like 1985, like beer gut Biff Tannen. It, like they're talking shit about John Kreese because they're like observing him being abusive in the parking lot to William Zabka. And he's like, that guy just doesn't know what karate is all about. <laughs> One of the best lines in the movie. <laughs> Listen, kids, you've got what I call star quality. Now, what I got, I got a low grade of digital video yep. setup for <laughs> you. I want you to be my star fucking callback. I'm going to make action pictures, comedies, romantic situations. Hang on, hang on a second there, kid. Let me ne negotiate. Yeah, I need 10%. That's my kid. I trained him. <laughs> I, trained him. I taught him everything he knows. No, no problem with that. Uh, anyway, does he do kids' fair as well? <laughs> Because clink, 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 that's what I mean, like, yeah, I mean, the, the, these, these, like, hangers, I'm like, it's one thing, like, he's like, oh, you know, but he's like, oh, man, you've got, I can't wait to see your next performance. Like, you guys, you're in your 40s. Stop caring about this little karate kid tournament. You know, it's always the hardest part of the year, the day when it's the longest amount of time before the next All-Valley Karate Tournament. <laughs> man. <laughs> Those people. It's it's sad, but at the same time, you know, they're the ones putting it on. And Daniel here is get, getting the word out, like this crazed illegal movie did. Is is the word the word is on the street? The next All Valley is going to be even better. 
I yeah, think I think this dude is like he's seeing dollar signs, man. He's like this yeah. kid is going to transform the Southern California karate industry. Absolutely, because that's the thing: the ref is going to go up, be like, "Listen, I let you go with that illegal kick, so you've got to do a couple more tournaments. You got to mm-hmm. you got to do yep. some appearances, open some laundromats for me, kind of a thing. You got to play the game with the karate industrial <laughs> complex. I got I got three words for you, buddy: poster, photo shoots <laughs> for you, hey. Mister. It must be, I, for whatever reason, decided to look up the referee, Pat E. Johnson. He's still with us, born in Niagara Falls. That's Um, cool. But it says says that he's in Karate Kid Part 3 as the referee. It has to be flashback footage again, right? No, No, I think think he's he's coming back. Karate's bad boy Mike Barnes, yeah. This guy's, he's a part of the original trilogy, dude. That's incredible. It's all paying off here. You see this? This is the third time I've seen this kid here, and he's just walked the floor with everybody. We're going to take <laughs> this kid to the stars, and by that I mean, you know, video on demand and pay-per-view. <laughs> hey, holy shit. How about this? I looked up the guy who's the announcer, uh, so the guy who doesn't know what karate's all about. This dude, Bruce Malmuth, passed away uh, some 15 years ago at this point. Interesting uh, little trivia factoid about this dude. He fucking directed Hard to Kill. Oh, wow. wow. That's The cool. announcer from Karate Kids All-Valley <laughs> Karate Tournament directed Steven Seagal in Hard to Kill. That's, That's a, a great, renaissance man. It's good. It's one of his best movies. It absolutely. It's, it might be his best movie. I don't know. Putting that episode out there. As well. So, Kreese, they're, they're trying to get to their car. And Crease is yelling at a kid in the parking lot. This is something, you know what I mean? Like you do it the next day at the at the school. You want to cut him from the class or whatever. You do yep. it right in the right in the parking lot. He's like, you're off the team. You're a loser. And you know, Johnny William Zabka, you know, he's humble. He's like, you know, I did my best. He's like, your best. And he breaks the he breaks <laughs> his trophy in the parking Dude, lot. It's awesome. To pieces, he destroys this trophy. Where are William Zabka's parents? They would have to come. It's his big karate thing, right? Like they would I, come to this thing. I you don't think. I think he's got a troubled home life. I think they get into that in that uh, Cobra Kai show too. Okay, I mean, yeah, it so must I be like that's he turns to the Cobra Kai as like a outlet because he's got potentially yeah like a bad family life or something yeah. you're saying I, yeah. yes i believe they established that like crease is kind of his father figure in this whole scenario maybe oh, that's man. a retcon you know but. and then he goes to karate he finds this piece of shit uh that's just that's sad yeah. <laughs> poor william zapka shit yeah um he's great by the way he's great on that oh, show i can't wait to start watching it dude i love zapka so much i love that they got the gang back together because there's some other Cobra Kai's floating around here yeah, yeah. who are from the first movie, including my absolute favorite Cobra Kai, Body Bag Kid. Oh yeah, you better get a body bag. And he's yes, he's dead, dude. Body bag oh, is dead. dead. Wait, so he got a body bag. <laughs> oh, did. body bag kid died in real life. I believe he died pretty recently. Oh, that's too bad. Well, I'm not gonna make fun of him or anything. I'm just saying, like. <laughs> I mean, I guess calling him body bag is a little <laughs> bad, but but I mean, it's, it's, it's one it's of a my popular f- line. It's so- one of my favorite parts of that movie because he says it, and then every time they cut back to him, he's so fucking pleased with that body bag line. He's got a huge <laughs> smile on his face. But in this movie, he's one of the guys who stands up for Johnny, and he's like, "Hey, uh, John Kreese, maybe you shouldn't fucking you know do this," and he gets slapped in the face by Kreese. 
I mean, jo- there's also this guy. They bring it out like the audience is cheering. There's all this noise going on, and from you can hear it. They bring it to the fore. Some guy saying, "Hey, Johnny, you a cream puff?" Oh yes, that's and right. It's, and it's like blaring off the speakers when it happens. That is, yeah, that's from the first movie. Somewhere, some forty year old guy is drunk and homophobically <laughs> screaming at a karate tournament. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, hey dude. dude! It would not be the All Valley if it were not. <laughs> Filled with drunken slurs being thrown from the crowd. And um, yeah. so Miyagi's got to be like, hey, man, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, somebody <laughs> Let's, I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say this. Uh, you broke that one trophy on that kid, and then you just definitely slapped the other kid in the face. <laughs> Not cool, man. Now you're making my dinner cold. You're choking a kid in a parking lot. Listen, I'm just <laughs> let's all just let's all just take a breath and stop choking kids in parking lots. And I get it. And you probably had a very stressful few days. I understand it. <laughs> I understand it. It's a big day for you today. But maybe you just put your arm off of the child. Yeah, off you, of the child. You think I haven't wanted to strangle some kids? Come on. Come on. I, I, I know how you feel. Come on here. Have, have you heard this kid talk? Have you heard him talk? <laughs> Look at him. Just look at him. He's way over there. You see him? Look how fucking annoying he looks. Don't you want to strangle him right now? Yeah, I want to strangle him right now. That little booger right there. Yeah, he's picking his nose. <laughs> like, a, like a broken boat motor. That's what I'm hanging out with all day long. Just yammering on. But the problem is, see, we're in public, see. We're in a parking lot. There's a lot of people around. Go beat the shit out of him at home. That's a five to ten. Easy, easy. <laughs> But he does get involved, of course, because he's Mr. Miyagi and he's the fucking hero of this franchise. And he goes up and he's like, hey, man, maybe you don't do that. <laughs> and fucking Crease is right in with the slurs. Beat it, slur, or you're next. And man, if there was ever a test of Mr. Miyagi trying to, you know, use his powers for good over evil, you can just the look that Pat Morita is giving this motherfucker is incredibly staring right through his skull. Uh, and then this is like the, the, he's like, "What are you trying? What is it? Does he do it? Why did you pick on somebody your own size or no? Or how, how does he start to punch him?" Is my question. Well, because John Kreese is an unhinged lunatic. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I think it's just like his. I think it's really just him saying like, "Maybe you shouldn't be hitting kids," or like whatever yeah. it is. And then like Kreese just turns around. And is like, "Oh, it's you again." And goes for this first one, and Miyagi does a great, like, just move out of the way. And Kreese punching through these car windows. Oof. That's insane. What Now, I guess that's the, the he's such a strong guy. It's not that he's on PCP, but to be able to go through car windows is pretty amazing. Well, I think he might be on PCP, dude, because he doesn't seem to be truly affected by the pain <laughs> of the glass that's sticking out of his yeah. fists. Yeah. He's been in a fugue state ever since you lost that fucking trophy, and that's the sad yep. truth of it. It's just like <laughs> he is just like not even hearing things properly. He's seeing colors, man. Uh-huh. It's a fugue so state, says. man. It's a total fugue state. Yeah, that's what he's gonna tell the judge, Kevin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're right. I mean, like, because again, this I'm you know I'm not a big fan of, of jail or, or carceral punishment at all. But like, guess what? This dude needs to cool a couple of cool a couple of days in in, in the in the clink because you cannot be choking other people's children. <laughs> in I love that. Lots. I love that you pre- preface that with a yeah. I'm not a fan of jail. <laughs> That's necessarily. I mean, the yeah, no, early no. work is good. Listen, <laughs> listen, why don't why don't we just relax? Why don't we just relax and call the police? Uh, how about we do that? Okay, and take your arm off the child. 
<laughs> but yeah, he, he goes uh, through both yeah. windows and then Miyagi gets him down and he looks like he's about to break, uh, push his nose into his brain, which will kill him. Uh, but oh, then, he sure. honks, then he honks it. And it's, it's a wonderful moment. It's fucking I, great, dude. It is wonderful, but I mean, it is so much worse for Kreese. Oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. For, forever. Like, he much, so much would rather die right here, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Than go through well, he, whatever. Was just, he was bested by a fucking tiny elderly man. Of course he's pissed off even further. Mm-hmm. This also, is humiliating. Di- dying in the 80s in a karate fight is like the pinnacle, man, because then people could talk. Oh, what happened to Grandpa? <laughs> oh, well, he died in a karate fight. You know, you're going to be a topic of conversation forever. I mean, you would have Absolutely. to leave. You would have to leave town immediately. If I'm well, William Crease, I'm like going across the country. Like, uh, how about New Jersey? That sounds like <laughs> a nice William Crease number two state. Oh, That's- I can tell you all sorts of stuff about New Jersey. What do we want to know about it, Mr. Crease? I love talking Jersey. I love it. It would be great if you went to New Jersey and everyone hated LaRusso as much as he did. And he goes <laughs> to like the Palisades. And everyone's like, oh, you met LaRusso? I can't believe it, bro. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I found my people. <laughs> All the LaRusso haters are here. Yes. Oh, that'd be great, dude. Then John Kreese becomes like mayor of some town in Jersey. <laughs> I would love that. He we got one also- rule. No LaRussos. <laughs> he finally chills out. This is what does it. It's finally yeah, finding other people that hate fucking Daniel LaRusso. He chills he out, Chris. But then when LaRusso comes to town in a giant karate tournament, he's uh, traveling the circuit now. Him yeah. as mayor has to use the resources of the government to stop LaRusso. <laughs> yes. Dude, this is an excellent movie. I mean, I, I know people like it is. Cobra, I know people like Cobra Kai, and I'm sure it's wonderful. This is better. <laughs> this is better, dude, because it would be like Kreese trying to call in the National Guard against <laughs> Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> I fucking love it. And he Kid, just, I own the karate. Kreese, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm just judging the competition. No, you're in competition. I know it. No, I'm just judging. Just judging. Yeah, yeah, kill him. Kill him. That's what I said. Kill LaRusso. I think also part of it, too, with the the rage that Crease is feeling here, you know, you're humiliated because, like, this dude made you punch through two car windows and then brought you to your knees fairly easily. But the fucking honk, man, that honk well, is humiliating. Well, I think the honk is what sets into the events of Karate Kid Part 3. I think nothing else would have happened <laughs> if, you know, he just, you know, hey, man, it was my fault. I, I punched through the windows. I'm going to have to pay for it. I, I got to go to the hospital. Well, but he honked my nose, so now Karate Kid Part 3 has to happen. <laughs> but what you know what's going to happen. It's like he, people, he's just walking down the street drinking like his like smoothie one day. And some guy comes by honking his horn. He's like, just like your nose, right? Ha, 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 just <laughs> oh, like, man. <laughs> you having a good day there, Grace? Ha, 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 ha. And like, <laughs> that is the entire town for the next, for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's uh, Clown Kai Karate now for John Cruz. <laughs> I mean, you got to leave the valley, dude. You just do. You got to yeah. fucking close up shop. You got to go. You cannot North- stay in Southern California. You got, yeah, you got to go NorCal at least. You, you're you're in San Francisco. Go to go to Petaluna. Something you know somewhere else. <laughs> Miyagi has a good line though, because Larusso is like, "Hey, Mister Miyagi, why don't you fucking take his life right in front of all of our eyes?" And uh, Miyagi says something about like. A person living with hate in their heart is a punishment worse than death or something like that. Like, there are some fucking stellar lines that Mr. Miyagi has in this movie. 
and that's kind of one of them. And that it sets off. We get six months later, and it cut back to Mr. Miyagi sitting at his house. He still trying to catch that fly with the chopsticks. Love it. Here's my question: Is this the same headband? Are we trading on because he's wearing the the headband which he gives to Daniel in the first movie, or did he have like a drawer full of these things? I yeah, I told him it, I told him it was a special one, but I really got a drawer full of it. Yeah, I think it's Marge Simpson's dress. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, but he definitely was like, "Oh yeah, Daniel son, don't worry about it, dude. It's like this rare thing. It's very special to me." And then, like, as soon as Daniel left that night, Miyagi like ran to his bedroom and opened a drawer and put another one. On. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I felt naked without this. Yeah, um, I think that's just like he uses that as underwear, as washcloths for sure. Everywhere. <laughs> so, so Daniel LaRusso drives up in this broken down like buggy, and like he apparently Elizabeth Shue broke up with him like at a dance at that's the prom, cold, dude. Cold <laughs> prom. blooded, cold blooded. <laughs> Not only she, that. Dude, no, at the prom, and she got with a UCLA football player who she's now in love with, and that's like, oh, you know, you think karate's on top of the world, but it's really football. This is like the ultimate humiliation. Like, John Kreese thought he had it bad, but this is, he gets dumped at the prom because Elizabeth Shue is dating a college guy, and then also... Uh, it's not just some junked up car cabin. Fucking LaRusso says that she crashed the car also. This, this is interesting. And, and and the car was <laughs> given to him by Miyagi in the first movie. And it's a yeah. cherished item or whatever. One of his but Jay Leno cars. This theory that he proposes of like, oh, yeah, she crashed the car and it messed up the engine and this uh, like part of the fender and the headlight or whatever. I'm thinking he actually killed her. Oh, interesting. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. nice, dude. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Daniel-san. Yeah, that's all uh, very plausible. Except for one thing, fella. Looking at that bumper there. and uh, <laughs> Is that blood? I think I see some blood. Oh, well, yeah. Did you also, run her down? I, I hit a deer. <laughs> <laughs> but this is why he wants to get out of the country immediately. I, well, it, you're Dan- right, dude. Daniel-san, what's with all these shovels and, and soil? <laughs> seems a little suspicious. <laughs> Here's the thing. And oh. This is a re- this whole Elizabeth Shue thing is a real yeah. fuck you on your way out of the franchise situation. Like she yeah. clearly said, I didn't want to do it. I think she went to back to college, actually back to Harvard uh, instead of doing this movie or whatever. And I think it's a, the screener is like, all right, you know, I want to do the movie. So here she comes. She uh, she lo- lost all her teeth. Shit, shit her pants <laughs> at the prom. Shit on Daniel and uh, you know, like whatever else. I like yeah. this. That, and then after all that, went out and crashed his car on purpose just and to fuck him over. Maybe he was trying to end it all, dude. That maybe he be. fucking drove that off a cliff. He was that upset over losing Elizabeth Shue to a college guy. I would Could be. be. Or maybe she got pissed off because he was like, he was like, yeah, it's uh, it's the prom, but it's uh, like a costume prom. And then like she came to the prom wearing that fucking shower costume that he had. <laughs> oh, look, and Dan- then she was humiliated. Look, Daniel, John, we got to get you out of the country. You can't. That that is the most terrible story I ever heard. Well, it, here's the question, though. Here's the real question: Was it a we had the prom and then she broke up with him, or was it a? Hey Daniel, uh, so I gotta tell you about Gary. And by the way, I'm still cool to go with the pro- to the oh, problem one of those you, things. Yeah, but just letting you know, you know, come September, 
I'm going to be hanging out with this dude a lot more. I, <laughs> I think it, I'm going for maximum heartbreak. I'm thinking mm-hmm. like endless love comes on at the thing. <laughs> and like he goes like, you know what? This song makes me think about you a lot. And then she drops it right there. UCLA Ooh, fella yeah. and me yep. have been banging day and night. <laughs> love him to death. <laughs> Goodbye, sir. Oh man! So um, he also lets because this is a whole monologue, a Ralph Macchio monologue. Jeez, uh, Mister Miyagi went to the prom. He can't even believe what happened at the prom. Yeah, Mister Miyagi, oh my God, Jesus, he got. He does this whole thing, and then like he's also like, and I can't believe my mom's going to Fresno and this that and the other thing, and he's like. Hey, Daniel, why don't I show you this new trick? It's called <laughs> fucking making me a, a shed. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, we're back at the do my fucking dishes dojo. I love it. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, you're, you're really stressed right now, huh? How about you uh, do the Zen art of fucking hammering nails, motherfucker? Yeah, uh, why don't you build, build me another fucking house? Huh? <laughs> yeah, dude, the fucking ancient karate tradition of put a fucking addition on my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they almost were. Maybe the Amish were onto something. Maybe you work shit out by building a goddamn house. Yes. Oh, Amish karate. Yes, please. This oh, is yeah. a movie. Yeah. This is a movie. Amish karate. Uh, now, <laughs> what is the situation in Amish karate? Is it an Amish guy that finds uh, a new lust for life at a karate dojo? Or yeah. is it like a, a karate master pulls a like Nicolas Cage and Conair accidentally murders someone in a parking lot <laughs> with karate and then he has to go be an Amish guy like, like a witness protection thing I was something like that like witness kind of yeah witness for sure the good movie by the way um, Very good movie. oh yeah let's say an Amish kid goes on Rumspringa to uh, Japan and then comes yep. back with this forbidden karate knowledge mm, and then oh, suddenly true. that barns a dojo oh the old man old beardy doesn't like it <laughs> Well, now we're tap dancing on his face, and they overthrow Amish society in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Ooh, I like it. And Ooh. it becomes a karate farm. Ooh, the eight diagram barn builder. That Oh, dude, the, the dude tries the ice cream in his face, some like fucking Lancaster loudmouth. Uh-huh, yeah. not with this dude. <laughs> He's going to kick him through a barn, man. Yeah. And a lot of exposed bones, like that kind of karate. <laughs> exactly. Like snapping, snapping yeah. femurs and shit. I like that. So anyway. he's um, in the midst of all this, like, but he's, you know, he, he, uh, Miyagi teaches him how to, how to hammer in nails and like, it, it does calm him down. And he's like, he does a good job. And he's like, I can't believe I have to spend the summer in Fresno. And Miyagi's like, no, you idiot. I'm making you build me a guest house so you can stay there the entire <laughs> summer. I also <laughs> talked to your go- mom. What, what, what is going on for real? Like, now you're living with him. You guys are inseparable. First well, things first, dude. It, it, that was the senior prom. We're talking eighteen plus on fucking uh, on uh, on Daniel's son. So everything's above, everything's okay. on the table. All right, that's fine. All right. Uh, I don't think Miyagi's making a move, man. I think he's just lonely. <laughs> yeah, he seems very. He seems comfortable in his solitude as well. The problem is, see, Mr. Miyagi is a genuinely sweet, caring soul. Sure. And we're awful people. Yeah, there's that. Well, yeah, th- you know. <laughs> I think it's very simple. He sees, like, eh, look, Daniel, son, I saw your mother. She's giving away all your possessions to whatever that Fresno company is. <laughs> and, you know, she's going to live in some hut out there. I don't know what's going on out there, but I think you should stay here. Oh, that, that's yeah, a good point. Uh, <laughs> it's a total safety net. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and in the clumsiest bit of writing, the movie really starts when a mailman delivers a letter. And it's Dude, just like this kind of stinks. <laughs> yeah. 
if there's a Miyagi standing here at this time, <laughs> this place, are him- you Mr. Miyagi? <laughs> Someone from 1890 is writing you a letter. Andy Griffith's song starts playing. <laughs> Which 1890s when his dad should have actually died, too. This is See, crazy. Dude, this guy I, should be shocking. 200 years old, is my question. <laughs> he yeah. uh, You get the letter that his dad is sick from Okinawa. This mailman, by the way, goes on. You know, and I, I guess I don't know if this is like ad-libbed or we're just trying to make something happen in this scene. The guy's like, wow, you got a great house. It's an amazing house you got here. Like, oh, thank you so much. But he's already like, you know, kind of devastated by this letter. And he's like. What if I uh, bring my wife here one time to took a look at your house? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, and the problem is the guy starts it with a total backhanded compliment, too, because he's like, wow, it looks so good back here. You definitely can't tell from the front of the house. Wow, <laughs> what a fucking dump. <laughs> yeah, you and, know, uh, every Saturday night I take my wife out to look at Japanese people and how they live. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, honey, look, it's a real Japanese. She's going to eat. Oh, wow, is she? food oh wow that's insane that's incredible honey i don't know if it's the people so much it's the garden but maybe i, I, I don't know. know i'm just saying it's a it's a bit weird <laughs> this dude does have one of the greatest fucking pieces of mailman accoutrement of all time i don't and i don't know who decided this but the mailman standard issue it's hot out safari hat yeah that's a, that's a real thing yeah i know it's a real thing but why pith helmet <laughs> It's just weird. It's it's a weird thing that mail carriers wear those sometimes. Well, you know, it's an offshoot of the government. Uh, you know, the governments love their little uniforms. And... <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Oh, I wonder about is, my hat. Uh... <laughs> You're wondering about my hat. Yeah, it's just, to, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, uh, my hat is fine. It's just to uh, protect me from uh, in case there's a falling coconut. You know, <laughs> me and my wife could come by later with the hat and we could talk about it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the other question here, too, is like, is Miyagi's mailbox broken? What the hell is this guy doing traipsing <laughs> through the backyard in the first place? It's a great a question. question. I mean, maybe, yeah. it's, maybe it's certified and he has to get a. He has to oh, sign is there a signature file. situation? But even still, do you not ask if you can come by my house to look at it, you weird ass fucking creep? And what's worse, though, dude, is this guy doesn't take their awkward silence for no. Yes. And he's like, because like Miyagi, he clearly sees that it's from Okinawa and he's like, oh, fuck. You know, and starts walking away, totally ignoring this guy. Totally fine move. And LaRusso's kind of hanging back. And the guy says that thing about, like, maybe we can come by. A dead silence. And the guy goes, huh, well, uh, maybe another time then. Like, just leave. <laughs> don't say, Don't try to leave the door open for a maybe another time response. Let, let me ask you something. Do you sell any photos or postcards of your house or your backyard? Because <laughs> my your wife students? would absolutely love this. You you sell any photos of your students at all? <laughs> what time does he do the real karate? You know what I mean? Because we'll come by then. Oh, <laughs> but you know, Miyagi's. I think his intention here is like doing the hard labor of putting up the, the you know this wall will get his mind off of things. You know, sure. Yeah. It's not necessarily. Is he supposed karate, to be sleeping right? out there though? I don't think immediately. I think he curls up at the foot of Miyagi's bed until the house, the old guest house is done. Well, also, he's kicking his leg while he sleeps. It, but is Mr. Miyagi like telling him like how to build the house, or is he just like, yeah, just start nailing things? Just start, <laughs> nailing, just start things. nailing things. It's, okay. Uh, yeah, it's California. We don't need insulation or anything, so it's fine. 
One yeah. thing that also happens in this very busy scene is uh, Machio's like, oh, geez, Mr. Miyagi, I actually uh, I made a, sp- a special stand for your medals. It's going to be great. You can display them. And he's like, could you stop playing with my Medal of Honor, please? Could you? Is it possible for you to stop playing with it? You know, because it's a yeah. thing where he's like, you know, it is fucking really hard for me to talk about all that yes. and think about all that, dude. Maybe I don't want to display that to every fucking mailman that walks <laughs> through my house. Miyagi's got a great, a decent line there when he's like, uh, no, 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 right here in the heart. Yeah, in the heart, kid. That's what says you're brave. This, this, but for my time in the service, that just says I'm lucky. Yeah, these are just a little couple of little trinkets. It's all about what's in your heart. You don't need no trinkets, kid. It, yeah, why, and why didn't you you frame my ear necklace? <laughs> oh man! Hey, uh, were we question. taking those in World War Two? Also, <laughs> I'm, we were taking them everywhere, dude. We, <laughs> hey, we, are, we, we are an atrocity maker. Hey, hey kid, quick question. Now, since we're having fun displaying things, you got your father's ashes anywhere? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go rummage around your closet, find your most painful and personal things, and put them out on display. That's what we do, <laughs> oh, I guess. What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. Having a look at your father's ashes every day would break your heart repeatedly? <laughs> oh, got it. Okay. Well, it just Wake up, s- Daniel. Can I smell your ash- your dead uh, father's ashes? Could I smell them? Could I get them in my nostrils a little bit? So he's Was like he smelling those metals? A little bit. I mean, like, he gets up close to his face. Mm-hmm. So basically, Miyagi, Miyagi's like, you don't have your glasses on. <laughs> oh, you know, I got the uh, one bad eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Miyagi's like, I'm going to go to Japan. I got to take care of this. My father's sick. Um, I guess I can't have you for the summer, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I think he's supposed to see him off in the morning, but Daniel's not there. He's kind of disappointed. The cab driver's like, we're going to be late. And I'm like, all right, dude, relax. Uh, but so they, they so go he to the airport. like, you're cutting it close, buddy, or something like that. They get He gets to the airport, and Ralph Macchio accosts this man at a fucking terminal at the airport, like at the you plane, got, you got, at the, the fucking plane, at the gate, dude. He's like, "Can I, can I come to Japan?" My mom said it was okay, and it's like, now you're putting me in a real fucking spot. You a, you already bought the ticket, which you definitely should not have done. There's this word. There's a word for this Miyagi. It's called ambush. <laughs> uh, yeah, Just, you spent your college tuition to come come with me to uh, see my dying father. It's just <laughs> such a fucking weird thing. It is such a. It is, I mean, it's very weird. I mean, he's trying to he's trying to pay it back, right? He's like, Mr. Miyagi, you've always been there for me. Now, like, your dad's dying, and you know, I want to be there for you because he also Miyagi gives him the whole backstory of how he, you know, a lot of people see it as like he fled Okinawa in disgrace, and he tells them all about like the fucking, you know, he was in love, but then she had an arranged marriage with his best buddy Sato. And it's like a whole douche chill situation. So like he's trying to be there for him. But at the same time, it's like when you have that information of like how awkward it is going to be for this man to return home to this town. Like, why would you want to see that? I would not be able to look at any of that, dude. It's way too uncomfortable. Daniel son, just go back and nail the house. Okay, that's all you got (laughs) to do. Just keep on nailing the house. And also like, you know, it's not like, oh, man, can I? Mr. Miyagi, can I please come with you? I just want to be there as an emotional support. You won't know I'm there until you need me, and I'll be there to talk to you and, and get you through this really tough stuff. Like, oh man, 
ain't never been to Japan. Oh wow, that's a lot of rice we're eating over here. Holy crap, you got to take your shoes off in the in the place. Oh my gosh, wow, the water's over there. I, it would it would never stop. And it's like, yeah. no, we're not we're not having a play date in Japan. My father is sick. I Next got time. a ma- major vibe that Miyagi really didn't want him to come. Absolutely, he kept on, like, I saying, think you're what right. About this, what about that? <laughs> like he on. tries. You're totally right, Eric. He tries every which way to convince this kid not to go and the thing that's like it doesn't work about daniel running up at the airplane like this like on the fucking jetway like at the door of the airplane like we're beyond the gate at this point like it doesn't make sense because in the previous scene you see daniel like get the idea in his head right because he's like all right mr miyagi i totally understand you know you gotta go see your, your, your father, I totally get it. I totally get it, Mr. Miyagi. I get it. I'm going to go to Fresno. My mom's in a cult, whatever. And then he stops. Like, he says goodbye to him, and then he stops. They have Ralph Macchio turn around and literally walk back into the house, and then it cuts to the next morning with Mr. Miyagi in the driveway. That is the moment, LaRusso. That's the moment yes, to be exactly. like, hey, Mr. Miyagi, I just came up with this idea. How about we go together? I'll be there for you. Not this ambush, because it is an ambush, man. Like, and, and uh, it's so, but, so uncomfortable. But, but he knows. I mean, like, he knows Mr. Miyagi's going to say yes. Because Mr. Miyagi is a good person. And he, it's gonna, if it's between this idiot coming with him to go see his dying father and going and brushing Lancaster Dodd's teeth for a summer, <laughs> like, it's, he's going to take him to fucking Japan. He's going to do it. And they go. And immediately on the plane, Miyagi is just like, I just want to get some sleep. A, I've got some grief depression brewing. B, I didn't get good sleep last night because I got drunk. And C, could you shut the <laughs> fuck up, please? Here's a couple. You're right. couple things about this. First of all, Daniel with this last minute ticket purchase. I need I need you, John Avildsen. Um, you should have done this, dude. I'm telling you this now from beyond the grave. Uh. You need that two-second thing of Daniel uh, going up to whomever was slated to sit next to Mr. Miyagi and going, hey, I was like a last minute decided to come on this trip with my friend here. Do you mind if we switch seats? Because there's no way he just has this seat next to Miyagi. Well, well, you know what? Jerry Weintraub produced this movie. He loves being in his movies. He should have just been this guy. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Have Ooh, him do yeah. That he loved he loved doing it, that shit. You should have done it. It's just it's one of those dumb things where it's like, yeah, you want to show them on the plane together, but like, no fucking way he just scored the seat next to Miyagi like that. No way. Mm-hmm. And let this man take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I could think of is like maybe there aren't many people going to Okinawa or something. But yeah, I don't sure. I don't know what yeah. this I don't know what the path is. I would I would assume maybe they would have to uh you know, get a second flight in uh, Tokyo or something. I don't know if we have direct ones unless you're in the military. But. I will. I will say I don't. I don't care how much patience Mr. Miyagi has. This nighttime scene where he keeps on asking about where my village is, <laughs> you would have to go into the bathroom and strangle him to death and leave him there, <laughs> and hope that they think it's a James Bond type thing and the kid just had to die. <laughs> That's like how I'd have to like because this I could not stand this. This is too <laughs> much. Can you explain? Hang on a second. Can you explain to me <laughs> when it is in those twenty uh, some odd motion pictures that James Bond is just going around murdering children? Oh, like, that's it's the stinger scene on Quantum of Solace. Everybody left the theater because oh, it was right. terrible. Oh, yeah. I see. Yes, I'm sorry. To, yeah, I, I ruined it for people. I'm <laughs> sorry, everybody. You know, Chris, you're reminding me of Commando when he just snaps that dude's neck and he's like, "Oh no, he's dead tired." 
Oh, oh yes, my right. karate student yeah. is uh, dead tired. <laughs> yeah. And then work. on this, and he's like, he's like, let me, please let me sleep. Please let me sleep. Okay. One more question, Mr. Miyagi. How do you know if it's, there's no points in the fight? How do you know who wins and loses? And he's like, whoever's dead, whoever's dead, that guy lost. Because this is it. This, by the way. Yep. Welcome to Karate Kid Part 2, The Blood Feud, and it rules. Absolutely, yes. dude. We're, fucking yes. fight to the death. We are playing for fucking keeps. <laughs> it's awesome. I fucking love it. I love it. And I love that line, right? Because he says, "How?" Do, I think it's a thing where he goes, oh, you know what it is? He goes, because um, the other thing is, so Sato learned karate from Mr. Miyagi's father, and LaRusso is like, oh, well, I thought you told me that, you know, the Miyagi, you know, karate tradition stayed inside the family. And he says that, you know, the father, he asked the dad to make the exception for Sato because they're such good buddies. So he's like, hey, uh, Mr. Miyagi, you think uh, you think uh, 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 your dad's going to like referee your fight to the death or what? And he goes, no, there's no referee <laughs> right. is what it is. And no. he's like, well, then how do you know who wins? And he goes, the one who's dead doesn't. <laughs> Oh shit, dude! Chills down your spine. Look, Daniel, son, I'm not gonna mince words. He's an, he's an ungrateful son of a bitch. <laughs> this Sato, just an ungrateful piece of shit. I did everything for him, honestly. And yeah, his girl fell in love with me. Eh, piece of shit. I got him every. I got him exactly where he is. And this piece of shit. You know what? I'm trying to sleep, and you bring all this up, and then I, I go back to sleep. I'm, I'm going back to sleep now. It it is kind of interesting that they that, that Sato not only learned uh, karate from the same person, but that. And also opened a seemingly Cobra Kai esque dojo. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. Is that why Miyagi always hated organized karate? Oh, because well, yeah, that, that, that Sato shit. He says maybe, yeah. yeah. They're doing that Sato, <laughs> Sato shit. shit. That's that Sato <laughs> brand do- karate spits on the floor. Well, because when you look at it, right, like because Daniel uh, takes a stroll by the Sato Karate Studio later in the film, and you know who's inside there. Just a bunch of fucking white guys that could have been a Cobra Kai. I think yeah. Sato's like recruiting these dudes from all over Japan. Like, I, hey, white guy, karate obsessed people, come here to my dojo. I think it's because of the. Uh, there's a lot of GIs in Okinawa. There's a military base there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah they do encounter some of the GIs in the but exquisite fucking bar scene. They also see a Sato uh, advertisement where he's breaking a log in half at the airport. Yes. And, oh, above, right. and right above that, it says Sato Escort Services. You could also. <laughs> yeah. I will say it is brilliant. Uh, uh, putting the military base there is a brilliant way to make sure you could put a lot of white actors in your movie set in Japan. Absolutely. It's a very smart way. I think it's very smart. The military base was actually there in, all, in real life anyway. Is it a real life? Yes. Okay. Yes. I Take I, that, I, dude. I don't know fucking... I'm sorry. I don't know the geography or the military bases in fucking Japan. I can name yeah, you sh- You're showing a lot of what you don't <laughs> yeah. know, dude. Uh, yeah. I, it's, it matters a lot. No, by the way, I know that because... And this is going to sound weird. And I wish I still kept uh, up with him so that I could fact check this movie. But my first roommate <laughs> in New York City was Okinawan. So oh. I... Yeah. Oh. So I know... A little bit of, but not, not, not Ralph Macho levels of, of content. <laughs> but I know vagaries about I, Okinawa, dude. Just from that sentence alone, I guarantee you, you know more about Okinawa than Ralph, Ralph Macho has ever fucking known. I, you've forgotten <laughs> more about Okinawa than Ralph Macho like has the, ever known. Like the actor, yes, like, yes, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I will say, uh, so there's a, uh, there's a great line with when when we walk past it. It's uh, 
Sato is breaking this log and he's like, wow, Mr. Miyagi, oh, geez, you think you could break a log like that? And it's a fucking, it's an awesome, like, Sato brand karate dig. He's like, huh, I don't know. Never been attacked by a tree. It's just like, yep. fuck so you, good. dude. So good. It's so awesome. Yeah, I was I was also gunning to point out that line. Oh, sorry. Too, I, 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 no, but I have to say, it's great because, like, the first film in this franchise is obviously the one that the zeitgeist really latched onto the most. And like a lot of, you know, knowledge of people who like maybe aren't like super familiar with the movies or anything. You still know shit that like Mr. Miyagi was talking about in the first movie. But this script really gives him some fucking heaters, including that one. He's got some great lines in this movie. Well, because he was nominated for an Oscar for that first one, and this one, you know, not so much, obviously. But you know, that's you want. He should have been. He <laughs> totally should have been. I no, I, I'm serious. I think the dramatic acting that he does in this movie is not better than, but there's just more of it in this movie. Like he has yeah. the one scene where he's drunk with the wife and everything in the first movie. Totally get it. He was deserving of that nomination. But he's doing the same thing here, and I think he's getting to do a better, bigger job with it. I, I will say it's a bomb that it's more of his movie, at least for like the first hour. Like This is that, a Mr. Miyagi movie, I think, almost, you're right, like almost entirely, up honestly. Up until about 80 minutes in, it starts becoming more about LaRusso, and that's when it really goes off the fucking rails. But like, <laughs> uh, yeah, for the first like 80 minutes, it is his movie. Yeah. I mean, he does do a good job. He's got emotional moments, It's, but, but at the same time, it's crazy to see an old man grieve over his father. But I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense, and he does a good job with it, but, it, but it's... it's it, it's also very interesting that one scene where LaRusso is like helping Miyagi through the death of his father because he already experienced it. And it's not yes. often you see a baby talk to an old man <laughs> like that. Since we're talking about it yeah. now, it, that is the best acting Ralph Macchio does in this entire series where he's yeah. just like, yes. and he's quiet. And it's exactly what he's kind of quiet. He's like, you know, uh, when, I, when my dad died, you know, I, I felt really bad and both, I thought I, did, I, could, I wasn't there for him enough. And this and the other thing that I realized I was there for him just enough because I was there. I got to say goodbye, blah, blah, blah. It's it's really, really nice. And and Miyagi doesn't even say anything in that scene. He's just totally crying. It's, it, it rules. It's it totally like watching it this time through. It like took me by surprise. I was like, yes whoa like he's really and and i think it's a credit to avildsen here just being able to direct actors very well because it's like you could totally see machio just doing that in a peppier kind of daniel larusso way and he's almost like not even daniel larusso at that moment yes. you know he's just yeah. like a totally different guy and you need him to be a totally different guy in that scene because the happy-go-lucky, aloof, annoying kid would not be able to give this guy comfort in that way. But he is actually successful with it. But first, um, the blood feud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> because uh, we're walking out of the airport and they're they're confronted by this guy uh, who we learn later is Chosen, uh, who's Saito, Sato's uh, nephew. is like, hey, uh, my uncle sent you a car. I'm his nephew. Uh we're gonna we're, we're, we'll drive you right to your village. It's gonna be great. It's like, oh, this is really nice. And look, they're very excited. And you know, you can tell something's a little off. They take him. They take them to like this construction site. I thought they were gonna fucking just get murdered right here, like two in the head. Each <laughs> oh yeah, and just bury. I them. would have been screaming. I, if I was if I was Larusso specifically, like my first time out of the country, probably right, like. I'm just with this dude who, like, yeah, we're close, but I kindly only met him, like, when school started last year. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? And, like, it's like, oh, great. Now I'm just on some wharf and I'm about to be murdered by Japanese gangsters. This Deserves is great. Deserves it. Deserves well, it. 
What, what can I say? <laughs> Avildsen had final cut. That's how the movie has to end. I don't know what to tell you. Dude, just like it, it, it's the two of them getting beaten to death in, in a cornfield. <laughs> Daniel son. Oh, Daniel son. Right. It's like casino with Pesci. Exactly. <laughs> they, they, they strip them of their clothes, beat it with a little bit of baseball bats. It takes 20 minutes. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, let's see your karate oh now. <laughs> go, go to black, directed and produced by John Avildsen. <laughs> It's that's still, how you get your Oscar, yeah. dude. Yeah, that would it. Be, it would be, be one good. of the greatest short films ever made. <laughs> but no uh, doubt about it. Saito introduces himself here. Uh, by the way, because we're not doing voices here, we're doing uh, tonight. Saito will be played by Alan Alda. So he's like, "Ah, Jesus, uh, welcome back here, uh, back to Okinawa, Mister Miyagi. You just uh, you left last time, kind of like a coward in disgrace. Um, uh, you're gonna give you, uh, you know, uh, you know, you can go go meet your dad. I'll let you go do that. But uh, after that, you and I are gonna have to, uh, you know, go after it. Uh, he's giving me the business again. Right. <laughs> the business, indeed, dude. <laughs> Um, the dude who plays Sato is uh, Danny Kamakona. Uh, also, rest in peace. He was in a bunch of stuff, but I was noticing kind of funny. I don't know what they're, if any, well, who knows? Like probably not. Maybe it's just a coincidence. But this dude is also in Collision Course with Pat Morita. Interesting. They might have been buds. It, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but it's just it's very funny. I, I am. He's also in this other much, much shittier Pat Morita movie. I am fearful to find out what his role in Problem Child is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know that can't be good. Whatever it is, it can't be good. The plight of a Japanese actor in the 1980s is just, you can't even... You can't even. Well, let's it. just let's just put it this way, guys. I don't remember Problem Child, the first one, all that well. But you know, his character's uh, last name is Hirohito. That's uh -huh. okay. not a good sign. He not is playing. Sign. Mr. Hirohito. Now, <laughs> it could just be a coincidence, but it could be that 1990 comedy uh, making a really that, bad joke that, there. That second Problem Child movie is like nothing but trouble level disgusting. <laughs> like, I've never seen yeah. anything quite like it. That's the one where they're puking at the restaurant, puking, right? There's puking and they're shitting and they're fucking. It's, it's insane. Wait, wait, they're fucking <laughs> the also, puke and the shit? There's puking and shitting and fucking Eric, and it's at insane. The, at the same time? At the same time. Ooh. Isn't it also that second movie? Is it the second movie where Gilbert gets, like, run over by that huge rolling ball or whatever? Yes, I think so. Yeah, that Isn't sounds that the familiar. Second one? I, it's been a really long time since I've revisited either of those trash fucking movies. So basically, it's like, listen, you know... A, you welcome back to Okinawa. The blood, the blood feud. It's, it's a uh, yeah. I'm just letting you know the blood feud is still going. Uh, the meter's been running on the blood feud for uh, quite yeah. some time now. Uh, turns out there's actually there's now interest on the blood feud. Funny <laughs> enough, uh, so we're gonna have to calculate that. But I think what's gonna happen is not only will you be murdered, but uh, we're gonna have to grind up your bones into powder and then piss on it. And remember, and remember, you can't tell me nothing. You're a fucking coward. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Alda calling people a coward. I want this. I mean, oh, did you uh, did you uh, teach your, uh, your your little uh, white protege here uh, cowardice as well? Is my question. I mean, see, I, I see this Danielson, and I want to fucking vomit. <laughs> so basically, they drive off and leave them to like kind of hitch a ride back to town. And Daniel's got a lot of questions, doesn't he? Doesn't he just have a lot of questions, everybody? 
Well, he's a little curious cat, dude. <laughs> and it's just but like, he's asking him all about like the uh, the village and everything. Yes. And this whole thing about like, well, it, it, it's the same shit that he was harping about on the plane. He's like, Mr. Miyagi, I don't even know. I mean, I'm looking at this map and it just says where your town's supposed to be is a military base. Well, they, the funny thing is they go to the military base and they ask for the town and the guy's like, I don't know where that is. And then somebody else is like, no, the town. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's exactly behind <laughs> us. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's this incredibly weird. I don't know if they're like trying to shine something onto these guys or what, but I'm like. No, it's that te- it's the town. It's right behind you. Yeah, it's the town that we like decimated most of to fucking build this goddamn imperialist American military base. And then like the fucking five houses that were lucky enough to not be destroyed is what is all that is left of Mr. Miyagi's home village. It is fucking disgusting. Well, they dude. also say because it looks like it, it looks like it's like 1940, like just and uh, even Daniel says, "Wow, Miyagi, geez, like the land time forgot." And there's something. <laughs> it's like something, something. Saito wants it this way? Question mark. I don't there, know. It's a, they mention it's a th- that he yeah. owns the town, like he owns everything. It's very bizarre. Yeah, and I think if anything, it's more of like a like Sato owns this, but. He kind of doesn't give a shit to like update it really. As long as these townspeople keep like tilling the soil and shit, which he also just owns. And like Miyagi says something about like they, you know, the townspeople pay him rent and everything. Like they don't own any of that property. And like whatever vegetables that they grow get outsourced. Casato, I mean, he's a real fucking businessman, dude. He's got a finger in a lot of pies here. Mm-hmm. He's and very busy. one of the. Th- He's like a vegetable peddler. <laughs> well, the vegetable <laughs> thing is very weird and interesting because the village is also being scammed. The nephew, when they do the, uh, they're, they're like oh, measuring right. it out with the with the weights. And Daniel, first of all, Daniel, what the fuck are you doing messing with this? Like they they've got a the- fucking they've got a grift in game. You don't fuck with it <laughs> in game. That's the thing, man. No less than like a few hours before that. Is it the same day or is it maybe the next day when Daniel's walking around like this dude drove you to the fucking pier and (laughs) really could have murdered you, man. And now you're blowing up his crooked vegetable scam. Like, come on. Yeah, He cracks the weight in half. And then all the townspeople are, you know, obviously angry because they're getting ripped off on, on their carrots and shit. One of the the look on Chozen's face right there is like both the actors who play Chozen and Sato have exquisite I wish I was killing you right now faces that they make. <laughs> yes, yes. By the way, this white <laughs> asshole is walking around with this headband, and I'm like, I, if you're Miyagi, you're like, listen, that's 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 not what we're doing here, kid. You know, it's it's fun and it's fun around my house, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you will be killed in the street for wearing that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding you. Here you go, kid. Here's a LA Dodgers hat to keep on. Exactly. Keep your hat yeah, warm. That is exactly right. He's just dragged through the streets by the entire town and beaten <laughs> like Muammar Gaddafi. Oh my God. Yep. Like you, kid, you don't even know what that. You don't even know what that symbol means, and someone's gonna ask you, and you're gonna get it wrong. <laughs> Listen, kid, there's absolutely no way you're gonna pronounce this correctly. Okay, take the headband off, all right? Look, I, he's I a can, Mets cap. I can promise you that you will survive whatever happens, but it's not going. Your, the rest of your life is not going to be as pleasant <laughs> as if you had just taken the headband off. 
Yeah. You take you take the headband off or I take your teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> now, now let me tell you about my drunk fisherman father, okay? <laughs> that is great. They they go up and he sees his old love. It's a very sort of touching scene. He I don't, Yuki, I don't dude. I don't know at what point was it like in a letter that he wrote back, it's like, hey, Thanks for letting me know. I'm on my way. Could you do me a huge favor? Could the entire town speak English the entire time? <laughs> yeah. Can I speak? <laughs> when I'm speaking to my dying father, I'm going to talk to him in English because, I don't know. Start the lessons well, out. That's, it's a, it's <laughs> a the tough thing. <laughs> yeah, can you give, yeah. Me the, uh, give me that book on tape and uh, I'm going to listen to some some lessons. Oh, I'm going to be shit. I'm going to be like the Duolingo owl for my dying father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean so it is weird, but you know, you kind of just got to do it for it, the movie, I guess. It is. You I know. mean I know it's a movie, it's fine, but it is it's it's pretty silly that they're all speaking English and It's also pretty silly <laughs> that Daniel LaRusso is leering into the doorway watching the final exchanges between Miyagi and Miyagi Sr. Yeah. yeah, man. Why don't you just go way back at the other house, dude? Yeah, like you my know? father like is Daniel... dying. I can talk yeah, to you like... about karate maybe in 35 minutes. Is that fucking okay? <laughs> See, he should have done the stop off, dude. Like as they're walking to where the father is, you know, laying down, he should have been like, all right, Daniel, look, here's the Miyagi yes. family dojo. You just kind of look around in here, maybe practice some karate or something. I have to go tend to my dying father, who you've never met, and you have no stake in this whatsoever, so please don't peer through the door while I'm giving my final goodbyes to this man. Here's the problem, because you do that, and then it's like, oh, my son, the one thing I needed to Mr. Miyagi, I hit myself with a nunchuck! (laughs) (laughs) I hurt my... I need you to understand about our family. Oh, man, are my eyes bleeding over here? Oh, Miyagi, I tore my scrotum. <laughs> oh jeez, Mr. Miyagi, my robe's on fire. I don't know how, but it just started on I fire. Just, I know that you think you're a coward. Oh gosh, Mr. Miyagi, I got the things. I got your sides wet. <laughs> oh, Miss Miyagi, do your hand rub thing on my scrot. Fix it. <laughs> oh shit. No, oh, and oh, and look, now he's dead. I was distracted. <laughs> Because my idiot protege lit himself on fire and threw himself into the The bay, and I turned around and missed it. The father's last words are, what is scrote? And he passes (laughs) away. That's great. That's right. My my father's final words, what is scrote? (laughs) What is scrote? That's fantastic. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. I tore my fucking tape with nunchucks. Of course you did. Of course you did. That's great to hear. I'm going to abandon my dead father right now and go and deal with your sprained taint. <laughs> uh, um, I bet that's a real there is, by the way. Yeah, it's true. We're compressing very, a lot, but it doesn't matter. It's fine. Sure. But yeah. very, very touching. We are conflating the two times that yes. we see this dead. The first sure. time he doesn't eat shit. The second time he does eat shit. But yeah. the first time... He has, he says a line and it's like whispered or something like that, I think to Yuki. And he's like, oh, the fuck did that old bastard say? And he says, um, 
he says that, or she says to him, uh, what he said was, if I am, like, upon seeing his son return to the village, if I am dreaming, let me never awake. If I am awake, let uh, let me never sleep. So the, the detail that you do get here is, like, whatever fucking nonsense happened with Miyagi fleeing Okinawa with this the arranged marriage and the fucking blood feud starting... The dad is like just elated that he's returned home, and you get it's at least a nice thing of like there's no bad blood between yeah. these two guys. Quick, yeah. pretty, quick no, pretty no, good detail. Just for the the Miyagi timeline, he flees to go to America. Then he meets whomever his, his wife becomes, right? And then they have a whole yeah. thing, and then he dies, and well, all this stuff. She dies, and all this she stuff. She dies. Yeah. yeah, she dies. In between there, he fights in World War II for America. Which For sure, is an interesting detail in general, especially you know we I think we mentioned it before, but you know Pat Morita having been in an internment camp, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but but so he left. Terrible. He left Japan, I guess, during the before the war, just before. It's, it's it must weird. have been before the war, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like I think he's like very young when it happens, like eighteen or something, when this all goes down. And so, I mean, it is also possible, too, that he fled to America, met the what became Mrs. Miyagi, who became Mrs. Miyagi, and then went to serve. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it wasn't fleeing, serving, and then finding this lady. So do you think the whole time he was married, he was fall, fall in love with this beautiful wife that he loved so much, he was also like, ah, I kind of wish you were Yuki. Yeah, you're fine, I guess. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think the yep. thing is, dude, we need, we should go back to the videotape, <laughs> see if there was um, any photographic evidence of the Mrs. Miyagi and whether or not she looks a little bit like the actress oh, Nobu shit. McCarthy. And that's why you he know was, what I mean? Like, he was crying in the first movie. looking like. He was crying in Sorry. the first movie because it wasn't the woman he wanted to marry. <laughs> I wasted my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mr. Miyagi's just walking around his house singing. If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you with, do, 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 love the one you with, do, 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 going to war now. Ah, damnedest thing, I lost my eye in the service. <laughs> you know, interesting thing about Nobu McCarthy, the actress who uh, played Yuki, um, she passed away in 2002. She played Pat Morita's wife on Happy Days. Oh, that's fun. When he was, uh, what is it, Ralph's place? or No, not Ralph. Uh, oh, fuck is it? Arnold's? I, the, Arnold. Arnold. It is yes, Arnold's, he, you're right. He was the rotating uh, Arnold there uh, on Happy Days for a bit, and hmm. she played his wife, too. It's kind of neat. And also here, obviously, the love interest shows up um, for Daniel's son, I should say. Kumiko. Uh, yes, Kumiko. She's the one who actually translates for him about the whole thing that you just said with the... If I'm dead, oh, or like, yes. oh, you know what? That's right, dude. Because you're totally right. Because it's it's Machio asks her yeah. because hey, what did he just say? Because he's like four feet away. It's like, oh, uh, she, oh, uh, well, oh, geez, what did he say? Uh, oh, he said, <laughs> if they're going to stand out there, they might as well come in because uh, <laughs> it's just really annoying. Uh, Would you tell that white bread son of a bitch <laughs> to keep it down? <laughs> He said, he said, I have but hours left. Tell that fucking Italian kid to shove it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, might be, I might be dreaming, but did, did, did somebody leave the Godfather part two on on television? <laughs> That's what he said. 
Um, and uh, Kumiko is played by Tamlin Tomita, who I guess is now reprising this role on Cobra Kai, um, the TV series, which is kind of interesting. But yeah. she's she's been around. She we actually I noticed this last night looking through her filmography. We have spoken about her before uh, on our Making It So uh, Star Trek Picard recap podcast over on our Patreon. She played the crooked Commodore O. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. That yeah, makes sense. Um, and I guess she's also on that fucking show, The Good Doctor, which <laughs> thanks for no, th- thanks but no thanks, America. Mm-mm. Not happening. It's NBC Not nonsense that. or is it CBS nonsense? It's always hard to keep those straight. Ooh, shit, dude! <laughs> I think that might be ABC nonsense. <laughs> no, to tell you the truth, confirmed ABC. <laughs> I'm on the page right Ooh. now. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so there. We're starting to learn a little bit of a new karate move, which is called dodging. Um, <laughs> is it? Is that what he refers to it as? <laughs> no, I mean, but that's what it is because it's like okay, because oh, oh, oh. it's like the best kind no. of block is to not be there, which is to dodge a punch, which is a good idea. Sure. Mm-hmm. No, I just thought you were saying that I missed some line where he's like, "Now this one, kid, this one's called dodging." See. <laughs> Um, and yeah, there's this kind of cool scene. They're on the wharf again, and he has to like. There's this crazy like death contraption spike that's coming after him, dude. This is some Final Destination <laughs> shit is. that he takes him to right here. Um, something well, because like this was at one time Miyagi's village was a fishing village, um, and apparently he tells some story that uh, Sato's father destroyed the entire fishing industry for the village because he like contracted all these big heavy hitting like uh fishermen to come in and they fucking totally just fished all the water clean and screwed over all of these guys and Miyagi's just like so anyways uh, after that happened I also had my first date here on this wharf you see and I got jacked off next to a fucking empty lake <laughs> <laughs> My boys were swimming alone in that pond, I tell you. <laughs> she, was, she was very courteous. <laughs> I said, let's put some tadpoles in there. There's nothing in there. Maybe something will grow. <laughs> and um, in the middle of the, 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 there's this crazy thing. This is when Miyagi's father dies. But when uh, uh, actually uh, Miyagi goes back to the village and Saito is ready to fight him again. But then as his father's dying, he kind of brings the two guys together and there's like sort of a, a making a, a pseudo making peace ceremony. Yeah, you, Sato, yeah maybe it, this should have been enough. Maybe Sato should have been like, all right, my my sensei's dying wish is to not murder his son. Maybe I should honor that. <laughs> exactly. Sato, yeah, should have backed off here also. But I do love that Sato through I mean, almost all of this movie, but especially in this scene where he runs into them in the village and it's like all about to go down he is so much the like uh hey miyagi thought i told you never to come in here like he is yep. he is the biff tannin of this village he is tracking down miyagi to bully him at any possible moment he can find i love it it is alternate 1985 biff because he owns the town exactly <laughs> yeah you're totally right dude you're he, absolutely right he's also owning him right after the father dies <laughs> like as the, the 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 father dies and then sato's like hey look here i'm gonna give you uh three days three days to mourn him and then you know what <laughs> you're gonna join him in the afterlife 
You understand? Dude, great line too. And like you're you're you were standing over the dead body and pointing <laughs> at it while <laughs> it's just insane. It's I'm gonna insane. I'm gonna send you to meet him. Yeah, your dad was a real sweet guy. Yeah, you know, he always used to treat me to lunch. He would never let me pay. It was, it was always a big deal. And honestly, you know, I, I was a big deal. I was. A, I, one time I got locked out of my apartment. He uh, let me in there once. He was a really, really sweet guy. By the way, I'm going to kill you in three days. you got three days to mourn him. Then I'm going to murder you. Here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing, Miyagi. All right? Uh, Sato here. Uh, your father just died, and I totally respect that. He was a great man. But I hate you so much that I would rip off his dead arm and beat you with it right here. Uh, so three days before I beat you to death with the corpse of your own father. See, he's, he's the deal. Is Basically, that blood feud cost me about 15 grand back uh, when I didn't kind of have that kind of money. <laughs> I had to bother, buy, buy, borrow it from my brother-in-law. It was a big deal. Ugh. Ugh. I'm going to make your face mash. Like, <laughs> make your face mash. Ta- uh, tape recorder clicks. Uh, death idea. Uh, beating your <laughs> beating your rival to death with his dead father. <laughs> Click. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm just walking around the village and I get uh, so many great ideas to murder people. Like <laughs> write them down in a tape recorder. I came. Also working on a new play. Uh, got that going on. I think we're trying to get it up uh, maybe next spring. Talking with the uh, Woody Allen might star in it. <laughs> Sato. <laughs> Uh, and it's awesome. I mean, I mean this is the scene where uh, Machio kind of uh, heals him a little bit, you know, or, or uh, consoles him a bit. We we kind of do some yeah. some towel, and you know, Machio is still, you know, he, he's a, an American tourist in, uh, in Japan. This is beautiful lady. He's trying to get it wet here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Doing oh, all of his of Machio, all of his Machio moves. Yeah, romantically, <laughs> but he's trying to get it wet. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know. I mean, it's it's kind of like they're there for a week. I, so I will say you know. their date scene is pretty like it's it's charged. Like John Avildsen is not sleeping behind the camera here. Totally, he gives that scene absolutely not. Some, some heat. I would say they they keep getting interrupted by Cho, Chozen. At some point, they're walking into the town. I forget what happens. Something's oh he, she's teaching him how to dance, and Chozen's yes. like oh look at the ladies dancing. I'm like dude, he's making a move. Like come on. <laughs> Chosen uh, has totally. a, another great line earlier where he's like, oh, it's the coward Miyagi and his baby. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> his and baby. his baby. Because he's baby. got this. We should talk about the little hand drum thing that Miyagi gives him. And it's like, oh, this is all you ever need to know. It's a classic Miyagi bullshit line. It's like, all you ever need to know about karate is in this drum. It's like, I don't know, dude. How about a straight punch? How about a straight kick? How about like, you know, yep. I, I see that Chosen. He's got a lot more than one move, dude. <laughs> and he's not dodging people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about Chosen fucking uh, talking shit to LaRusso right there uh, when he's trying to learn the dance. Like, you're right, Steve. Clearly, like, LaRusso's making inroads here. Mm-hmm. Um, you do kind of get a sense of Chosen being like, Hey, that used to be my fucking lady friend, man. Like maybe a little bit of that going on, but also like Chazen, you got nothing to stand on here, dude. I see the shirt you are wearing in this scene. You look ridiculous. <laughs> no one is gonna find this. It is like this 
weird, like shiny, multicolory disco looking oh, shirt. It's kind of asshole. I was kind of no dude. It's nice. He, he looks. Is, he's peacocking. He, and and these guys, he looks fucking well, stupid. Okay, should I? I, I gotta <laughs> ask. Should we be giving a Chosen a, 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 a voice as well? Should it be like Gary Busey? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that's. Uh, a, one too many balls in the air for We Hate Movies to jump. <laughs> oh, fair, oh, fair enough. Here comes Miyagi and his baby. <laughs> I do love, uh, at some point in the scene, like, she rips his shirt off, and, uh, like, he, I think he knocks over Daniel's, Daniel, and she gets pissed, and she, like, rips his shirt off, and he's like, ha! Not, you can add it to your collection, because he's, like, totally jacked, and he's like, yeah! Yeah. Chosen yeah. rules, Also, dude. He when that happens, it's because LaRusso second time uh, in as many films getting humiliated by the villain by getting kicked in the stomach in front of his prospective lady friend. Because the same thing happens in the first movie when they're on the soccer field and he gets kicked in the stomach and falls over. And then Elizabeth Shue has to be like, hey, why don't you get the fuck out of here, Johnny? Like and all of that stuff. I do have to hand it to these movies. They are dedicated to watching him get the shit kicked out of him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like in all all these movies. They all like you really get like always a black guy, always a little blood. I got to love it. In this movie, I think more than the first one, he is getting his ass handed to him. I think if you looked at it, like if you averaged it out in the timeline, like I don't know, like once every like fifteen minutes in this movie, <laughs> Ralph Macchio gets his ass kicked. It's kind of awesome. Listen, Daniel, son, I'm not going to mince words here. Uh, Chosen looks like he could eat you. Like, do you see this lean abdomen? Do you see the bubble pectorals he's got going on here? Yeah, Dude, I'm going to eat you. Look at my quite something. <laughs> By the way, that girls we're the only we're the only people the same age in this village, so you gotta back <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, uh, I call dibs. I got dibs. Yeah, can't, can't go around dating one of those kids you're teaching to dance. <laughs> Maybe I'll that's take- like her weird job too. Yeah, is like she's the the dance teacher. Well, she does want to be like a professional dancer, but I don't know, like if she's supposed to be working anywhere else or is like this. She teaches like the town's children this one dance or something i think there's there's i think it's part of the bone dance or something that they they bond dance yeah the one that they did at the castle for so many years i guess it's part of the you know town's tradition tradition. or whatever yeah 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 Yeah, gotcha um so they go home from you know this larusso just being humiliated again and they fucking walk in and this is good i'm glad um, that she is there with him, Kumiko, that is, with Daniel LaRusso, because they get back to the house, and Miyagi, he's fucking making inroads of his own, oh, man, because he's oh, doing yeah. this tea ceremony, and LaRusso's, like, outside, like, hey, what are they doing? <laughs> and she's like, she's like, listen, it's a tea ceremony, it means they're falling in love again. And I was just, I was just waiting for LaRusso to be like, yeah, Mr. Miyagi, you get it. You go get that love of your life, Mr. Miyagi. Oh, oh, Mr. I'm ruining this for you, aren't I? Oh, oh Mr. Miyagi, can we can we do a love tea ceremony too? Me and you, can we do a tea ceremony? Hey, I, hey. I love you, Mr. Miyagi. Kid, keep it down. I'm trying to go to Pound Town here, okay? Oh, cool, Mr. Miyagi. If you're going to go uh, have sex with that woman, you better show her your medal of honor. Guess what? I smuggled it. <laughs> Little kid, 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 I'm on the way to Climax City. I'm on the expressway already, all right? 
the expressway. What does that mean? He's not going to last too long? <laughs> well, no, because, well, he's doing a tea ceremony. This is a very, like, a big gesture. Yeah, the, the, he's hey, gonna... kid, I'm already ready to shoot, all right? <laughs> I've already taken the pill. <laughs> take a look. <laughs> Listen, I got a. Uh, the sun is setting here. I got a, about two hours left, or else this thing's gone. So. <laughs> gone. Yeah. You know, all the, the, the commercials, it's always like swinging on a, tw- uh, on a swing set or like dancing in your backyard. But no, it's a tea ceremony. It's a tea <laughs> ceremony this time. Yeah, this is why you, uh, you never buy off brand boner pills, kid, because uh, this shit only works when the sun is up. I don't understand it. <laughs> Uh, gremlin rules on these boner pills. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I can't eat after midnight, and, and, and you know what? I can't even get it wet. I got. I got to wear a rubber. I can't get wet while I'm in it, which is terrible. Because for me, Mister Miyagi, I love fucking in the shower. And if I, you know, if I break the rules, I could turn into John Cassavetes. <laughs> You're right. The fucking gremlin equivalent to the 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 Mogwai to Gremlin is Peter Falk to John Cassavetes. <laughs> yeah. I, I love would, it. Although I would say the spike of the group is Ben Gazzara. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus! Yes, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> the lead Gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, what do, what do we think here after this tea ceremony? Like Mr. Miyagi had sex with this oh, woman, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. Over sure. Right? They slept together. Loving it because he does have like a next morning, like a little bit of a pep in his step. He's walking around the house barefoot, got yeah. a nice new crisply iron pair of slacks on. Just she like did- that scene from Grumpy Old Men when Jack Lemon gets laid and he's like <sighs> making eggs with Tabasco sauce for the first time in a decade because <laughs> his stomach couldn't handle it. But now that he emptied his boner, <laughs> ready to go. Wait, wait, wait. He, he emptied it, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Gotcha. Thank uh-huh. you. That's. I guess it's a thing where, like, because she waited for him, essentially. She never married or anything like that. I'm sure she's had some times of her own. But, I mean, like, yeah, they're they're in their, like, 60s or something. What are you waiting for? You're not going to get married, dude. You're totally right, Steve. Uh, Yuki is not Wonder Woman, so she uh, definitely (laughs) fucked after the love of her life left her. (laughs) Yep. There is a thing. They're walking through the village. This is a fucking another totally ridiculous daniel larusso moment where they're like walking around and he's like so what are like your hopes and dreams and stuff what do you want to do for a living and she's like oh i'll show you and they go up to this electronic store window and she goes oh yeah like right here and he goes what do you want to sell tvs for a living <laughs> you're like you fucking moron and she's like how charming uh, no. Like what's on the TVs and there's like a, a ballerina dancing or something. I think it's actually I was reading on IMDb. It's a clip from Fame oh, that's on the television. Uh, but yeah, just that line. Like, what do you want to sell televisions for? Like, what if she did, dude? You just fucking <laughs> cursed your whole operation here. Uh, yeah, she doesn't have Come lofty on. goals like winning another All Valley tournament. You fucking idiot. <laughs> Do you? Th- oh man! Imagine like he asks her, like you know, oh, what do you want to do, you know, in your future? And she's like, well, one thing I've always wanted to do is go to California and win the All Valley Karate <laughs> Tournament. And then he would get fucking totally ig- indignant with her. Oh, what do you think? You can win the All Valley? Look, not just anybody can win the All Valley. Mister Miyagi, I want to go home. <laughs> It'd be cool if he like just like he starts courting her, but then he ends up fighting her. <laughs> And she fucking totally wrecks him in like two seconds. It'd be great. 
Um, while they're standing outside that store, though, everybody catch the the celebrity sighting here. Hmm? No. Oh yeah, BD Wong. The guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, BD Wong is the guy who runs up and he's like, "Hey, there's a dance. Here's a oh, flyer. Shit. Gotta yeah. go. See you in Jurassic Park." <laughs> <laughs> But this is also where we see right after the B.D. Wong sighting is where uh, LaRusso's like, oh, look, there's Sato's dojo. Like, let's go fucking look at that. And she's like, dude, do not let any of them see you. Like, please get your ugly face out of that window. Come on, kid. It is funny, um, B.D. Wong, because like, like you're saying, like Japanese actors have to like, they're all from America. Like B.D. Wong's from San Francisco. And like, he's just like, all right, there's a cool day. Like, it, it, he's young, too. Yes. And he's like, he's, he sounds like a Ninja Turtle. He's trying to do like a Japanese accent, but it really does come off like a Ninja Turtle. It's pretty hilarious. All right, Radical. Talk to you later. <laughs> by, by the way, at some point, uh, 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 Daniel LaRusso uh, is, uh, I think it's uh, Chozen tells him. He's like, he's like, oh, boy, that's the first time I was told somebody told me they'd could, they're going to kill me. <laughs> yes, I love and, that. And I'm like, it's oh, right. not going to be the last. No. no. Seriously. And I'm actually surprised that it was the first. We run into him here again. What, what's interesting about this sequence where they, they walk by this bar and it's a little rowdy and stuff. And she's like, no, that's a bad place. Let's not go there. And he's like, what are you talking about? Come on. I'm a tourist. Let's Dude, go in. I couldn't believe it. Like when you, you know, especially in the case of like going all the way to a foreign land. Right. And you have the sweet fortune of being able to be shown around by a local. And that local is like, you know, we shouldn't go in there. It kind of sucks. And it's like a little dangerous. Listen to that person. Of course. Because otherwise you're going to find yourself fucking punching through a bunch of ice blocks while your fucking weird surrogate dad gambles on you. Well, this is, I mean, this seems the most loud mouth he gets because they go in and it's like a bunch of GIs are doing this weird karate ice break thing in the middle of a bar sure whatever it seems including like it, clarence uh, gilliard by the way yes, everybody recognize him i it's, did love it it seems like it's a fixture of the bar like it's like darts <laughs> yes it's exactly. ice breaking oh I, yeah dude this is like this is the this like town's equivalent of like there's there would be there was that one bar now in the city i can't remember it but like the bar that had the fucking uh, like Buck and Bronco machine in it, yeah, yeah, and like like you went to that bar because you knew that that thing was there and you could watch people do that. Right, that's what this place. It's the ice block bar. You can go there. Dudes are chopping ice. Mm-hmm. It's fucking ridiculous. You can watch these drunk GIs break their hands all the time. It's and it's kind of like the modern thing of the axe throwing bar. Yes. Well, this yes. is. I would say this is much safer than throwing a fucking axe around while people are drinking. <laughs> um, but. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I, I feel like you're going to get a lot of people hurting their hands doing sure. this ice break. That's no, hurting hurting them, hurting themselves, fine. Yeah. Hurting others by hurling an axe through a bar while you've been drinking. It, a little more it's dangerous. Not the middle of the thing. It's a, it's a specialized area. Look at I could juggle with this. Thing. Oh 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 oh! That's a lot of blood. And I, I know it's a specialized area, Steve, but do not tell me that there is nary an establishment in this country that has one of those things that has a, has not had some sort of accident happen. That's fair. I do love the some somewhere something went wrong. So uh, these guys are these guys are rowdy. They're drunk. They're big American GIs. They're scary. 
screaming about this thing. And Machio is just like, oh, my, oh, jeez, they're doing it all wrong. You got to use your blah, blah, blah. And then Clarence Clear is like, oh, yeah, loudmouth? He calls him loudmouth. I'm like, fucking finally someone said it. <laughs> yeah, let's, like, let's, <laughs> let's see this guy break some bricks. Okay, put up six. Put up six. <laughs> yes, that's right. Because he's like, I'll give you. Then Chozan emerges. I guess he like. He got out of his karate class, changed immediately, ran down to this bar. Great point. Shit. Yeah, he was in that fucking karate class, wasn't he? Yeah, like three minutes ago. I think we are seeing it wrap up while Machio's kind of peering through. Okay. And you know that it's like, all right, class dismissed. Now I'm going to go to the bar I always go to afterwards. <laughs> They're punching ice blocks. <laughs> Get in on that action. Uh, I mean, and the, the the crazy thing is you're seeing dudes like these GIs trying to do it. And it's like they can't even break through like three or something like that. And then, you know, like Chozen's buddy is like, so what do you think, man? Would we'll do like four. And he's like, how about six? <laughs> like really trying to fuck this dude over. I appreciate it. Style points for Chozen right here. <laughs> Yeah, and then like what Miyagi comes in, it's like, ah, I, I, I'm, is there a betting going on? Okay, yeah, here we go. I'll put six hundred in. Well, what's ridiculous is like it's first, it's just the two of them, right? It's just Daniel and Kamiko, and they walk into this bar, and then all of a sudden, there's Mr. Miyagi, oh, and then she... all of a sudden, there's Chozen, and then all of a sudden, there's Sato, and all of a sudden, you realize. Every character with speaking lines from this movie, because uh, 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 what's her face, uh, uh, Yuki's there also with Mr. Miyagi. Every character with a speaking line is at this ice blocking competition. It's like true. he had a Rushmore all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Like everybody's there. <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, the one girl she runs out, and I guess she presumably gets Miyagi, who we are we are told is in that area of the town to buy a part for a refrigerator. Hmm. Hmm. So there you go. Oh, right. Well, look, but, he laid pipe and now he's got to, you know, got to start being the man around the house. Start fixing that refrigerator, <laughs> dude. Yeah. yeah, I think that's totally. the idea. Well, I think it's it's maybe some points here, you know, like, all right, I'll fix a refrigerator and then more sex tonight. It's well, going to be great. Well, I am going to have to. I am going to be abandoning her in like two days. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I should be uh, <laughs> fix a refrigerator at least. Goodbye. Gift, but sweetheart. that. <laughs> Yeah, you can uh, keep your vegetables cold now. Now, now listen, they kicked me out of the local casinos. How much money can I put on the boy? <laughs> whenever, whenever she gets a seltzer out of there, she could be thinking about this hog. <laughs> That's another instance, though, with the refrigerator where Daniel does not realize how close he is to cock-blocking him because... He's like, he's like, Mr. Miyagi, what are you doing up there? And he's like, I'm fixing the, the refrigeration unit here. There's something amiss with it. What are you doing? And he's like, oh, you know, we're, we're going out. Kamiko's taking me sightseeing. But I can help you with this refrigerator. And he's like, no, I got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, no, Mr. Miyagi, no. You always help me out, Mr. Miyagi. I'll help you fix this refrigerator. No, no, I've got it. Listen, kid, when, when grown-ups fix refrigerators, it's, it's, <laughs> a lot of things go on. You know what I mean? It's gonna. I'm going to be fixing this refrigerator all day, all right? Now, one time I fixed a fridge real good. And nine months later. To the stork game. <laughs> often, often when fixing a refrigerator, you have to bang it against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Sometimes, kid, the best way to get a refrigerator up and running fast is pull its hair. <laughs> oh my God. 
Mr. Miyagi likes it rough. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure he does. <laughs> I'm not going to doubt that. He, he was crushing up half the narrow in that tea ceremony. Going to lay down some newspapers before we do it. <laughs> wow, it sounds like Miyagi was fixing the refrigerator <laughs> last night. <laughs> Yeah, much uh, like a broken refrigerator, there seems to be wetness all over the floor. Of course, that coward uh, <laughs> fixed the refrigerator that I fixed about 14 days ago. I mean, my gosh, it's just sort of a, the same fridge gets fixed by the same guy in two weeks. It's a, it's a pretty uh, lucky refrigerator. Now, uh, let me ask you, how much can I put on the boy? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's, so basically, the, the bet is, Miyagi's like, I'll put down 600, six large that this Unbelievable. Kid, at three to one, three to one odds, by the way. Uh, that he Woo. can crack all six, all six ice, and like, like oh jeez, Mr. Miyagi, I can't do this. Blah blah. He's like, just focus. Of course, he does it. It it, it rules. It, I, this is a scene like I grew up with this movie a lot. I probably saw this movie almost as much as the first one growing up, and I remember uh-huh. the scene like perfectly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All of it. Oh yeah. Uh, Charleston has a moment where he uh, can't he can't like cover that bet, so that's why Sato shows up to be the financier. Oh. That's right, because Miyagi's like, yeah, I don't know. How about like $600? That work for you? That work for you? And he's just like, oh, my God, I can't cover that. <laughs> okay, listen, I'll, uh, I'll cover the kid. We'll take care of it. it. It'll be fine. I just, I want points on the back end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this, like, he shows in this moment that he's utilizing Mr. Miyagi's uh, breathing technique, which is what he was trying to teach him back in california with the whole like nail thing it was like you know just like breathe in and then breathe out when you hit the nail so that's like kind of the you know because he says what's miyagi's line there like you know with without breath there is no life right so he's it's again like daniel son very much uh, picking up quick what mr miyagi's putting down smart kid slays these ice blocks he yeah. does. And sato man the fucking facial expressions on this dude i love it this guy is furious well, about what happened well that's that is great his face after that but nothing beats they go back to the bar and fucking chozan is like about to not allow them to take the money yeah and then oh, right. sato is like yeah, you know what you, you fucking disgusted me today <laughs> you really you fucked up my whole day let him have the money you've embarrassed me could you just go away from now yeah i i i wake up here i mean i'm going to this I'm, I'm coming here to get my tailor to get my suit fixed and i i hear this bed i cover it now i'm down two grand great <laughs> just great fantastic yeah, I never thought I'd be saying this, but I hope that I'm starting to feel like I wish that uh, little Italian kid was my nephew. <laughs> oh, me, don't, don't say that, Uncle. <laughs> let, let me ask you. Maybe I started uh, calling you a baby. Would you like to be called that baby? I would not like to be called a baby. And first of all, I don't think we should be honoring the bets of cowards. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And it's amazing. So Miyagi divvies, divvies up the money. He's like, you know what? Here's the money for your ticket back so now I can go to college. Christ, I can't believe that's my responsibility. And now... (laughs) (laughs) Fucking outrageous. uh, Let let me... me, I'll treat treat you to some Chinese food. Let's get the lady some Chinese food. Then they go to this dance. And I cannot believe... It's a fun little sock hop dance. It's a cute moment between uh, Kamiko and and Machio here. We're dancing. It's fun. And really dancing, dude. Really, really dancing in this scene. They are. And uh, Chosen <laughs> shows up, and like Machio brought like what, like 
a thousand dollars on him <laughs> downtown. Like, dude, you you get that money. You, you you take out forty bucks for the night. It's nineteen eighty. You're fine. Put the rest under yep. your pillow or something. Absolutely. It's like they ate that Chinese food, and then it's like, okay, Mr. Miyagi, um, oh, you you, uh, you and Yuki are going home. Okay, can you just take all of this money? Because we're going out to this dance, but you're going home where things are going to be safe and it's not a public place. Could you take this money? <laughs> That's what you got to do, dude. And instead, he is fucking just breaking this wad out in public and showing people. <sighs> Idiot. Idiot. Insane. <laughs> um, so he uh, earlier in the movie, also, uh, Mr. Miyagi teaches him the uh, ancient art hitting someone in the balls. <laughs> oh, man, it's great. Also, with uh, a little bit of theatricality, also, because it's like a uh, whoops, drop my handkerchief. Like it's a I have to bend down to pick something up off the floor yes. and then I'm punching you in the fucking nuts. Oh, no, my nerds. It is a great punch to the balls, and I realized in this moment, because they are doing very much like a Happy Days sock up type dance. Yes. That's what's yeah. happening here. This is this was 1986, this movie came out. 1985, Back to the Future comes out. Both of these motion pictures feature a scene where the song Earth Angel is yes. playing while someone <sighs> gets punched at a dance. <laughs> it is fucking great. It's a mark of quality right there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this whole there. This is they start like holding hands. It's another great little nice romantic moment that is squandered almost immediately. I mean, there's so much of like they're just about to kiss. I think they are kind of going in for it right here, or no? Is it just hand holding? Yeah, they they might be going in for the for the for the smooch. Oh, you know, no, they get the ki the kiss gets fucked up when yes. they have their own tea ceremony. Yes, because yeah, the right. bell starts ringing because a fucking uh, a storm is coming. Uh, yeah, okay, but yeah, this punch to the balls is great. But again, Machio does kind of get beat up a little bit here, though. It's, of course, it's he a, does. It's a pretty intense scene too. Like, th there's a little bit of a rape threat thing going on. Like, we're gonna take her out back. We're gonna take your girlfriend back. Yeah, just just yes. like Back to the yeah. Future. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. George, help me. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was the 1980s. So they, they, it, was, it was the uh, 1980s. <laughs> Might as well have been the 50s. That is right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that all sort of ends, and then it's like that night. And this is one of the funniest things, I think, is like Sato going to Mr. Miyagi's house like with his goons and just screaming into the <laughs> night for Miyagi to walk outside. Miyagi, show yourself here. I'm uh, getting cold out here. I'm only wearing a kimono. It's uh, my nips are freezing out here. <laughs> Miyagi, come on. I came all the way down here, Miyagi. Me, me and my uncle are going to trash your dojo. <laughs> listen, listen, Miyagi. What I'm going to do is I'm uh, I'm going to rip up your whole town, your whole damn village. I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to rip the whole damn thing up. I'm sorry. But I'm not sorry. I hate your ass. I'm, uh, and uh, I'm going to rip up your whole village. Two words, buddy. Blood feud. Blood feud. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you don't want these crops. I'm ripping them up. Dude, yeah. He starts because the whole thing is um, like LaRusso comes down. He's like, yeah, what do you guys want? <laughs> and uh, he, he's a Sato says because uh, he's like, you know, where's Miyagi? And he's like, he's not here. And he goes, yeah, well, leave a message for me. <laughs> And then they just start fucking up the garden, man. And they go into earlier in the movie. We finally see the the Miyagi Dojo with the, it has these like old uh, scrolls that are that are the rules of karate. Fucking uh, what uh, Chozen's fucking those up with this really cool spear. 
Oh yeah, this yeah. spear is pretty, it's pretty great, dude. He's running around with this spear. It's it's terrifying. Because in the last Karate Kid movie, you know, no weapons. Chosen mm. tries to kill him here. There's a thing where it's like, "Oh, did your hey, did your uh, sensei ever teach you how to fight with spears?" And he's like, "Well, no." And he's like, "Too fucking bad. You're gonna die." And he starts choking him out, dude. It's pretty fucking crazy. I'm gonna turn you into a kebab right now. <laughs> Uh, but then you know, Mr. Miyagi comes out of nowhere. I think he was still getting laid. I think he was still busy. <laughs> Definitely. Some business to attend to. Yeah, there's a big... Like, like, I'll get to the garden in a second. Giant wet mark all around his crotch. <laughs> Daniel's <laughs> joking. <laughs> X, Y, Z. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, Mr. Miyagi kicking the shit out of these dudes. It's fucking awesome. Reminiscent of the first one, obviously. But, you know, we're playing the hits a little bit. Oh, yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. He almost gets this fucking spear in the face, though. And crazy thing is uh, Chazan is the only guy, and this was trivia. I didn't notice this anywhere else, but uh, who apparently got... Uh, a legit hit on Miyagi in any of these movies because he fucking totally... It's, this actor is just wailing Pat Morita <laughs> over the back with the spear. Well, that's the thing, too, is like... It's believable in the first one because they're just little, little kids that he's beating up. Yes. In this movie, it's this short, squat, 60-year-old man. He's got no reach. He's not that fast. And he's beating the shit out yep. of all these guys? Question mark. It's fine. Yeah. It's a movie. Totally. Yeah, but Chozen would fucking one make, make, make him eat your... his lunch. That's what would happen. No, you're totally right. It is one thing to beat up children after a Halloween <laughs> dance. <laughs> also, Cho... <laughs> you know what I mean. Chozen also looks like he's on uppers for half of this. So exactly, they, dude. he might be a little bit more up up to date with the speed. It would have been rad if there was some, like, maybe at the dance, like, before he fucks with LaRusso or something, there is a scene where, like, Chazen's in the bathroom and he's just fucking, like, snorting something off the sink. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this will get me where I need to go. <laughs> like, so Miyagi gets the spear away from him and almost kills him with it. And then, like, the yeah. fact that Miyagi doesn't makes Chozen flip out. He's like, hey, you didn't kill me with the spear. You must be a coward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a coward here. Kind of a weird move, honestly. Why don't you fucking kill me? <laughs> I mean, then again, we're almost in year two of the pandemic, so I get you. I get you, dude. Yeah, I'm yeah here. please. Yeah, I'll take a spear to the face. I don't give a fuck anymore. Just tell me that's the Moderna vaccine. I wouldn't know the difference. Uh, uh, yeah, that's how we're delivering the uh, vaccine is by spear. We're going to spear you right in the arm. Yeah, that's right, Miyagi. Come on down to my uh, my dojo. I'll, te- I'll give you the vaccine. Pull it to the fucking head. <laughs> yeah, it's a death vaccine, Miyagi. <laughs> oh, dude, Alan Alda in death vaccine? Absolutely. Oh, fuck, dude. He's like a crooked You'll doctor. Get- <laughs> You'll only need to get stuck once. Oh, it's death vaccine. Oh, man. No, a uh, 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 vaccine and it's V-E-X. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? Like he's vexed. <laughs> like he's vexed. Rather than death vaccine. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I didn't follow. I'm stupid. Uh, weird detail here, though. When, like, when all is said and done, you know, those dudes run off and everything. And LaRusso has some line about, like, we got to do something about this or whatever. And Miyagi is like, oh, you know what? It's not worth it, Daniel-san, because we're leaving tomorrow. Yes. And I was like... 
you're leaving tomorrow. Your family's house was just destroyed by these people, and you're going to fucking shag ass Miyagi? Now that is actual cowardice, sir. So then the next day, as they're packing up, basically, um, uh, Sato comes back and is like, listen, I'm going to hold, I'm going to destroy the whole fucking town. This town means nothing to me. I've got towns, I got towns like this I forgot about, okay, Miyagi? I don't care. I've, yeah, yeah. I've got so, I don't, I got too many towns anyway. You know, I told my uh, nephew there to turn up your turnips, unless I'm going to turn up your houses. Your houses. It is great, though, dude, because he fucking rolls up in like a station wagon or something. But also with like a bunch of dudes driving bulldozers. <laughs> yeah, the property taxes alone are killing me. So, but also that and the blood, the blood feud. May I, l- lest you forget. Yeah, it's it's mostly the blood feud, but also the American military <laughs> gave me a good deal on selling the rest of this town off to expand the base. I can only take so much humiliation. You understand that, Miyagi? So I have to destroy your village. <laughs> um. So you know, Miyagi. You know, it comes down to this. Miyagi says, look, uh, I will finally fight you. And no matter if I win or lose, you have to agree. Like, just due to me agreeing to do this, you have to agree to give the townspeople the deed to the land, you know, and and the town is just owned by the villagers in perpetuity. Um, Yeah, that's pretty good move. Good move. it's a good move because as, as Miyagi points out later, right, he says to Daniel, because Daniel's, of course, like freaking out about Mr. Miyagi getting killed and whatever. And he's like, whatever happens to me, he says, you know, Miyagi already won because the town is safe. So it's this big heroic gesture to Mr. Mi- from Mr. Miyagi, man. Like he's ready to lay down his life for this town. Daniel, don't worry about it. No matter what happens, I won. I, I put three lodge and Saito killing me. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to pay out two to one. I'm going to be, I'm going to make out, pr- well, I'll be dead, but I'll make out pretty well. Yeah, you know, it's, it's enough to pay the river, man. <laughs> He does also is like he does deed uh, Daniel's house and everything, making up pretty well here, Daniel. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Oh right, because he says um, he says if he dies, oh that because well, it's dude, it is. This would have taken me by surprise. Miyagi comes in, he's like, uh, "Here you go, Daniel's son." He gives him something. Daniel's like, "What's this?" And he's like, "Last will and testament." <laughs> it's like, oh fuck. <laughs> But it states that Miyagi, yeah, gives Daniel Larusso the house and cars in L.A. Uh, and then Yuki will get the house uh, here in in Okinawa. But can you just imagine, like, someone being like, "Ah, oh, here you go. Uh, you took that, right? Now it's in your hand." Well, that's my last will and testament. <laughs> what responsibility? Like, you got to find a fucking executor of the uh, the estate now to hand it to a high schooler and this moron of all people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's gonna fucking lose it on the plane. This asshole. Oh, I got ketchup on him, Miss Miyagi. Oh wait, you're dead. You'll be lucky if he doesn't trade it for beans. This idiot. <laughs> I think the deal is, if Miyagi does win, though, he should have agreed to take Daniel on a tour around the world chopping ice blocks for money. <laughs> oh, like, like, yes. Karate, Kid Part, Karate Kid Part 3 is fucking totally ridiculous, and Terry Silva alone is worth a watch for that movie. But if the plot of Karate Kid 3 was they're just going around, kind of like over the top, right? Like, yeah. just doing all these like arm wrestling competitions, but it's just ice chopping? Uh, next up on down. Fox, it's Icebreakers from the mind of Daniel LaRusso, <laughs> famed international <laughs> icebreaker. We bring you icebreakers <laughs> and i think the conceit of that show is it's it's two people standing in front of a block of ice they have 
one minute exactly to get to know each other a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then if they want to continue the date, they try to chop the ice in half. Ooh, right? I like it. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's speed dating mixed with the thrill of karate. This just in. Icebreakers has been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After one taping. We didn't even cut it. It's just the taping. We decided to stop. Well, because it was the first person that went to try to, you know, chop the ice and they broke their wrist forever. Ah, we're sued <laughs> forever. forever. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the night of the big blood feud. Uh, but first, um, uh, Kumiko takes uh, Ralph Macchio away for a little tea ceremony. Okay. Yeah, yeah dude. You guys think there was like fucking like some sort of like boner powder in that tea? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Huh? Like really get him going? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's amazing. Also, Ralph Macchio, like, he's really bad. He keeps making, like, really American references to this woman. And she's like, I, I'm, you know, I'm speaking English really well, but I don't have any idea what you're talking about. I don't know what the fucking Palisades are, you asshole. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's funny, dude, that, any time that happened in this movie, because he uses a lot yeah. of, like, slang in front of her, like, he's, and just, like, weird uh, American expressions, like, he says stuff like, uh, she says something to him, and he goes, um, you know, like, oh, I, I guess I wasn't, oh, what the fuck is the expression? Now I'm going to forget it, but he's like, oh, one of those, like, when they were giving out whatever, I was in the bathroom, or I must have been absent the day they covered oh, gracefulness, whatever. I think is what it is. Gracefulness. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think I was absent the day they were giving out gracefulness or something like that, or teaching gracefulness. And she's like, what? But it reminded me of <laughs> when I was in middle school, um, we had an exchange program uh, with our, I took uh, Russian all through high school. We had an exchange program and a couple like Russian kids came over and stayed with some families and everything. And they came to the class and we got to talk to them. And I was doing that, like just speaking in slang and just, just being like a fucking dumbass like eighth grade kid and not and the, the guy that I was talking to had to be like, all right, so what is like, I think I said like chill out. Like I yeah. was like, what do you do to chill out? And he was like, what what does that mean and i was like oh i'm being very piggish right now pardon me so like ralph macho doing that in this movie i was like getting fucking flashbacks because <laughs> you can't i mean you don't have to like speak slowly but you can't just be like using weird euphemisms that no one could ever possibly get yeah that's exactly right yeah and and then also like yeah real jersey specific shit like oh this looks like the palisades uh, <laughs> ah yes this tiny mountain range in northern new jersey <laughs> boy i just love your spaghetti mouth jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> your spaghetti mouth. that's a love song yeah. your spaghetti mouth it sounds like a loud and wainwright Got a lot of sauce dripping out the corners. Your spaghetti mouth. I want to put a noodle in you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the chorus. Here comes a meatball. <laughs> they do kiss, which I was pretty surprised for the 1980s that they allowed uh, a white guy to kiss a Japanese woman. I was, I was thrilled, but I just did not see this coming. I thought we were well, going to get like worry, a... Dude, because Literally, the wrath of Mother Nature rains down on this because as soon as they start God, kissing, God it's like it. the fucking bell goes off. And it's like, oh my God, a storm's coming. Yeah, God hates this. Something unnatural yeah. is happening. <laughs> it is ridiculous, dude. He is fucking cucked by Mother Nature. Um, and yes, yeah, so this is the big storm sequence. And it kind of like, you know... Um, they're running. And this this is all you need to know about Daniel Russo and why you should never deal with this guy. 
they're in the middle of a hurricane. Miyagi is is getting him into a shelter, and he has to stop. Be like, oh, jeez, Mister Miyagi, can you believe all this wind? And I'm like, it's a all fucking, right. it's a fucking hurricane, kid. Just shut up. Just shut your dumb mouth for two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, Mr. Miyagi, do you see how you uh, I had a tea ceremony? Just go in there before I kill you myself. <laughs> and so, like, they are hiding in this, you know, bunker. The whole town is in this bunker. I think these structures actually have some name to them that I can't recall. But, like, LaRusso says something to him about, like, oh, Mr. Miyagi, you even have these in your town? I'm not going to think of it. But, like, they're in, like, storm shelter, bunkery things. Probably also, like, remnants from the war, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, like, like some sort of, like, bomb shelter situation, maybe. Um, but this this whole thing is going on. And then, like, they see this old woman carrying a child who's still left outside. And this is, like, this bunker is packed with people, right? Only the yes. four characters that we're following go out to help this lady. Like, <laughs> yep. you need at least like one extra or something. Like, the whole town is hiding in yeah, here. There's a lot and of only our four heroes. Her family yes, is exactly. in there, ignoring her. <laughs> there's a lot of able-bodied <laughs> men I'm seeing in there that are just like kind of hanging out. Absolutely, it's ridiculous. And so, like, well, they 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 save the the lady and and the baby and everything, and then. Uh, a house collapses, and I guess the ha- they realized that was the house. Like Sato was in there preparing for the fight, and That's they're cute. like, "Holy fuck! That house just collapsed on him!" And then, yeah, and uh, then Chosen comes out, right? And he's like, "No, he's dead. Let's move on. <laughs> he's fucking dead. He's fucking dead. Definitely don't check or anything. He's definitely dead. It's over for Sato. I inherit everything, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Real, real quick. Yeah, you know, it seems like I'm fearless, but I'm actually deadly scared of rain." and uh they go in and check and he's just under a beam and he's like fine yeah he's totally fine he's He's talking he's just like he's stuck with yeah there's like a beam over his chest and he can't get out but like he's totally alive like this dude chosen did not fucking check one second for this guy well it looks like there's like there would be i mean it's raining so this would happen but like there's like uh like he would be crushed if something moved i guess Sure. But, like, yeah, who cares? So, but, like, me, also, yeah. like, wouldn't you rather die than have what happens happen? You're fucking, <laughs> this death feud you were about to have is is interrupted <laughs> with you almost dying. And the guy that you wanted to kill more than anything in your life saving you once again. Yeah. Well, dude, the fucking best part of this, though, is, like, the, so this beam is on him and Miyagi and Daniels are trying to, like, get it off of him and then Miyagi gets up on top and he's like raising his hand up and Sato is like oh yeah of course this is exactly what's gonna happen the coward's now gonna kill me while a big beam (laughs) is stuck on me and then Miyagi man just fucking punches this thing in half and saves his old friend and he even has the line like come on let me get you up old friend or something like that and I'm like Man, Sato get, thinking that this guy <laughs> this guy was gonna fucking murder him get, while he was pinned down under a beat. Get your fucking fa- hand out of my face. <laughs> don't 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 you give me your hand, you piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> there is a great so then like 
there's a little girl up on a power line for some reason. Well, this was the bell. Well, this was the bell lot. tower. Oh, okay. The, yeah. the power lines get pushed onto it. Daniel LaRusso running up there to save her. Amazing bit here. Kind of like a army of darkness scene of him taking off this belt and using it as a whip. To, <laughs> yeah. Yes. To, to literally belt away these power lines. And then uh, and we should mention that uh, Chosen has refused to go help this girl. Well, because he's like, uh, and help LaRusso. Yeah, I'm good. Well, because meanwhile, the, the sequence event is um, he goes inside. Then there's some other lady getting that falls in the mud. Uh, Sato helps them out. And then he's yeah. like, all right, now it's your turn. We're all, listen, we're doing this thing now. We're helping everybody out. We're, we, we were turning into good guys here, Chosen. You don't want to you don't wanna get on the good guy train? <laughs> You're not going to get on the good guy train with me? I, I'm scared to death of rain. I can't do it. <laughs> I know. It's like- I'm made of salt, you know. <laughs> rain killed my pappy. I am curious about the uh, family structure here. What what now? Like it's the nephew. What what's the rest of Sato's family? Well, I mean, I think the other thing is, doesn't Sato also make some mention of he too never married? So you yes. just have all these like weird, miserable single people in this. <laughs> oh my God, is Sato an incel? Yes. Oh, possibly. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy. No, no, no. He's way too successful to be. Well, he's also got an escort service too, as we as that's understand. True. I guess so, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But so, his yeah. whole right. his whole vibe is what zero pussy does to a motherfucker, though. <laughs> that's absolutely <laughs> true. <laughs> that is indeed his whole vibe. You are correct. <laughs> Uh, I love the little bell tower girl though, because the thing I thought of immediately, because she's like hanging from this thing, like, why won't somebody help me? All I could think about was uh, that fucking stellar Simpsons gag where the little girl's on the rings and she's like, Mrs. Pommelhorst, <laughs> yes, I'd like to get down, please. The fucking town just leaves this pearl girl out to dry, and she is the one that notified everybody that the storm was coming. Selfish, selfish people. Did you ever see the Wizard of Oz? You melt if you go into the rain. (laughs) (laughs) I read that short story about those salt people that time. Stuck in my brain. It is kind of hilarious. The, uh... The girl that Sato, like, it's the bell girl. Sato winds up being the ultimate savior because LaRusso keeps slipping in the mud. That's right. And there's no, there's no, like, he's not crawling up a hill, okay? There's nothing really crazy going on. It's just Daniel LaRusso can't stand at his own two feet for whatever reason. Didn't really make sense to me. Um, And so the next day... Uh, they're trying to rebuild the town, and here comes Sato with all these construction guys to help rebuild the town. And he's like, listen, eh, listen, Miyagi, I got egg all my face here. This, this blood feud I've been harboring for about 40 years uh, seems to have been a bad idea. My doctor's been telling me I got to get rid of it. I got to get rid of that <laughs> and, and the red meat and the cigarettes for sure. But I'll start with the blood feud. We'll see about the cigarettes. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him, though. I don't want to upset him. He's already prescribed me all these great antacids, but... Uh... <laughs> I already got another blood feud going because I hate my nephew's rotten guts. <laughs> like that's that's the fucking great Sato line at the end of that. It goes up to Chosen uh, in the little you know bunker or whatever, and he's just like, uh, "Yeah, now to you, I am dead," <laughs> which is just stellar. Tape recorder, click. Uh, new family idea: abandoning your nephew. <laughs> Uh, Italian kid could be new nephew? Question mark. Revisit. Get better baby. (laughs) 
he also says that like the dance can happen at the castle now and forever. Everyone's so right. fucking happy. Uh, it's kind of like Ewok Village vibes at the end of Return of the yes. Jedi here. <laughs> yeah, very each up a nub nub. <laughs> Did everybody? Because they cut to this like castle set, and there's a shit ton of people, you know, here for the the dance and the ceremony and everything. Did you guys catch this extra, like right at the front, like bottom of the frame as they go into this place? I don't think there so. There is a guy. There is a guy that looks exactly, exactly like David Cross as Tobias Funke. Oh, and I was like, I was like, did like Mitch Hurwitz and those guys, like when they were coming up with that show, were they like, we want to make David Cross look exactly like that character. Like they loved Karate Kid 2 so much. <laughs> they were like, that extra has always been hilarious to us. Let's, you know, write one of our characters. It's like, it's, it's terrifying how much it looks exactly like Tobias. I couldn't get I, over I mean, it. Sato, I had to rewind. I mean, Sato does strike me as a never nude. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all oh, dancing. We're having great. a great time. Uh, even Sato's getting on the act. There's like booze being passed around. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh, cool. It's the end of the movie. Uh, uh, uh. Here comes Chosen, dressed like motherfucking Scorpion, <laughs> repelling into this dance, ready to kill, and it rules. Hey there, get over Dude. here. <laughs> <laughs> he runs in like a maniac. Yes. No, he, he repels it. He literally swoops in like a fucking pirate. Yes, oh, is it a yes. swoop? It's a swoop. He, I miss he, the swoop. He flies down the line. Yes. Oh my god, like that's great! I'm gonna have to go back now. I totally don't remember that. Yeah. And, it's a good moment. Oh, it's fucking awesome. They so like he's there's this weird thing where like uh, she uh, Kumiko's doing a separate dance away from everybody. He grabs her and chokes her, and he's like, "I will, you know, I'll kill her unless I fight uh, Larusso." Basically, and there's like a, he's got a knife to her throat. Yeah, sorry, he's got a knife to her throat, and there's a there's a, there's a bridge and a platform. So basically, they they now uh, remove the bridge, so it's just. Uh, chosen uh, Kamiko and Larusso on this platform, and I'm like, "Wowza! Mm -hmm. Where did this movie come from?" <laughs> it's, I, I, I like it, but where did this movie come from? It's crazy because the movie lulls you into this expectation of like, okay, this movie it's completely different from yes. the first one. Like, clearly, we're focusing on karate in a little bit of a different way, right? <laughs> and so you're not expecting like. The big blowout fight, but now it's like a big blowout fight on the set of a Mortal Kombat level. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this bridge falling down, this is insanity. It, it, it really feels like the movie ended, and now they're like, well, there wasn't any real big karate fight. Put a karate fight in the end. Yeah, we well, got well, Yeah. And it's, well, been, we, it's been Mr. Miyagi's show for a while. Let's have a big LaRusso scene here. There, Hold there's up. a right. good moment with uh, Miyagi, go, like, all right, kid, you know, you usually play for little trophies. So this is playing for keeps, okay? This is a street fight. This is a real deal. You put him in the ground, and he's going to put you in the ground. That's, a, that's, that's the deal here, kid. This and guess what? It's, <laughs> it's totally legal. Yeah, this and this, this is how the sequel heightens it, you know? Like the yeah. last one, what, what was the real danger there? You know, pride. And here it's like, you're going to fucking die. I would love yep. it if somehow that referee just showed up. You know what I mean? Like he was in town. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like all this popcorn. He's like, oh, fuck. He comes in like <laughs> fan man. <laughs> it would be awesome, dude. They're about to like start fighting and then like a car horn goes off. <laughs> and it's this dude like getting out of a cab, like running down to the platform. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't think I was going to make it in time for the final fight. Oh, good thing I wore my referee shirt on the plane. <laughs> didn't want to change a referee shirt. This guy just is starting like a library of like LaRusso tapes, like the Grateful Dead live tapes. <laughs> Definitely and he's yes. just got, uh, this is like the really rare one. Sick boots, Look, dude. LaRusso in Japan, in Okinawa. It's the rarest of them all. Oh, you're. Oh, my God. Did you guys see LaRusso? 86 at the Okinawa Coliseum. Oh my God, the fight that oh, night was unforgettable. Yeah, they man. were on fire. He fought Chosen, and that guy, man, he didn't know what karate was all about. Nothing. nothing <laughs> he did not. No, he didn't. Nothing beats LaRusso at the Reno Punch a Palooza, <laughs> 1989. It was just, it, you had to be there. You really I, had to be I gotta, there. I got to say, LaRusso at his sister's wedding in 93. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. You got to watch the tape. It's amazing. Get, it's get, fucking it amazing. Was fucking wild. Yeah. Given, given, he only hospitalizes three people in that video. But uh, you know, you take what you can get. Uh, whatever. So it's the big fight. Um, uh, basically, Miyagi realizes the only thing he's sort of taught Daniel is the drum technique. I guess it's the drum technique? Question mark. Yeah. Uh, ah, sure. That's the whole dodging thing. It's kind of based on the little drum instrument. And at one point in the movie, uh, Daniel's like, "Does the drum have a punch?" And he's like, "Ask the fucking drum, kid." <laughs> yeah. But so then we're doing the drum thing. Uh, he, uh, who would who would have guessed a guy that actually knows karate fucking blocked the bullshit crane kick, the quote unquote unblockable <laughs> oh, move. Yep. I think you can even see some people in the crowd laughing at that. They were like, that fucking kid tried that thing? That thing that, like, is one of the biggest jokes of all time? That kid just did that seriously in a fight? Fuck this That's kid. like yeah. a baby move. <laughs> it is great to see it uh, tossed aside like that. You know, this is the sequel. Yep. It's bigger. It's more dangerous. Mm -hmm. But, dude, it's like Luke Skywalker fucking tossing the lightsaber but, at the start of The Last but Jedi. But the problem with that is that the, the villain you've made Chosen into, like, he needs to fall into a volcano at the end of this. <laughs> yes, you're totally like, right. This is, this is too much. You've gone too far. Also, again... If if he's this maniacal and crazy and swooping in and all of this stuff, I need the quick two second scene of him in the car fucking tooting some shit off of his hand really quick mm -hmm. and then running in there like a maniac. Yeah, at least give me him like popping a pill or two. That's all I need. And you know they they do the drum thing. Is he realizes now that he knows how to punch all of a sudden. And he like punches him a bunch. Yeah, I think this is the drum punch because yes. he's like moving back and forth. Yes, and and for some reason, Chosen cannot block these punches. My God, he could not. No, he could it's combo, combo. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, it's the weird. I think like he can't block those because he's getting punched like right after he's trying to punch Ralph Macchio. Like that's why this move I think is supposed to be so great, but like. Chosen should know what's going on and just like step back a little bit, but he he keeps falling for it. Like fool me once, you know, Karate Kid. Okay, but like this dude keeps trying to swing at him. It's ridiculous. I, 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 I gotta say, it is funny that you move from like your original training is like actual like adult things, like washing the car, building like a house, like fences, stuff like that. Uh, and your whole training here is play with this toy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do this baby shit. For a little bit, yeah. Just do the baby <laughs> shit and then almost get stabbed by something. You'll be able to beat the day. We should point out, though, before he 
you know, Miyagi holds up the drum and clues him into like, this is what you got to do. LaRusso is getting the shit out of him in this yeah. fight. It's kind of it, great. It, 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 I mean, you spend so much of the movie being frustrated with him. It's cathartic. Scene get his ass. It very to much him. is. And I always thought, like, I always remembered. I haven't seen this movie in a long, long time, and I always remembered this sequence being like a huge part of the movie. It's not, but nope. I thought it. I thought <laughs> no. it was like twenty minutes. I but agree. It's, not. it's barely five. Again, I grew up with this movie. I would have thought, yeah, this is like the last hour of the movie. Is this sequence? It's like exactly <laughs> like it's. Chosen swoops in, and there's three minutes left. He punches this lady, beats the shit out of LaRusso, and LaRusso wins, and the movie is over. He knocks him down, and the best line, I think, of the entire trilogy, live or die, man, <laughs> live or die. Yeah, dude. I choose death. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he would. Yeah, just fucking do it. Do it. <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go ahead and murder him. <laughs> Honestly, it, uh, I, I don't want to give him a ride home, but after this whole display, it's just uh, too much. I mean, it is great, though, because he responds with die. Yes, he wants to die. And then and LaRusso's like, wrong, honk. Tape, <laughs> tape recorder click. Uh, new crime idea. <laughs> Make Chosen uh, do icebreaking uh, gambling for me. <laughs> click. <laughs> new crime idea and that's the movie uh, folks it's a it's a, it. honk honk a big smile i think did you get a thumbs up maybe because the first movie ends with like the miyagi you know freeze frame i think it is right yes. this is like miyagi again like looking like good job larusso and it just fades to black like there has to be a big kiss. something here yeah. about like the big kiss, but then we need this story such as it is needs a little bit of an epilogue because you have all of the family stuff. And also what gets totally dropped is the part where Yuki like Miyagi's like, look, I'm fucking taken off. And she's like, he says, how can I make you, you know, feel better or whatever. And she goes, will you take me to America? Uh, yes. And so, like, Miyagi has agreed sure, baby. to take her to America. And then also, LaRusso has encouraged Kamiko to also come to America to pursue her dancing. Well, well instead, it's more, I think LaRusso is more like, geez, I, 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 I kind of think uh, Elizabeth Shue might take me back. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I just think it could happen. You don't know. I mean, there's just there's so many more things left hanging here because like that first movie is like he's just got to win the fucking all valley. Oh, he did it. OK, well, yes. then that's it. That's the movie. But this there's just so much more left. And it's like, uh, uh, uh fade to black. Not going to address any of that. You guys catch the uh, greatest part of the credits, which is right at the beginning. No, no. Before like any other parts of the scroll happens, you just get. Returning as the Cobras. Yes, yes. <laughs> just list nice. all the dudes. Like they're a band. Man, it's great. great. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, like Steve said, that is indeed the movie. Would anybody recommend this motion picture? We'll start with you, Steve. I would. Um, I think it's my least favorite of the three, honestly, even though like probably it's got some emotional impact here. It's a bit slow or it's a lot slow. 
I prefer my machios in the All Valley tournament, and I just think that like <laughs> a lot of the Japanese stuff, it just it. There's a line when Machio's like, "Oh, geez, man, I can't believe fifteen thousand American GIs died here," and Miyagi's got to be like, "Yeah, and a hundred and fifty thousand Japanese." He's like, "Well, I guess we're even." It's just like a lot of this movie is just like <laughs> bonkers with the politics, et cetera, et cetera. It's a recommend because there's a lot here to, to chew on but it's my least favorite of the og trilogy uh eric siska man i i, I it's obvious it's a recommend i i do enjoy it but the blood feud i think could have been like you were saying steve about the politics of this film like maybe it's because he fucking went to america and fought for the other side <laughs> yeah you never <laughs> know <laughs> but it, it is a recommend for me um i i think i like the first one better i don't know if i would rate the third one over this but terry silver is excellent so if you haven't seen that one check it out check out our old episode on part three um i kind of dig that it's a little bit of like a travelogue kind of thing might have been better if they actually went to japan instead of hawaii but yep. uh it's 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 interesting hey, again it's blame new. columbia pictures man i do i blame them every day uh so yes it is it's an enthusiastic recommend for me chris cab um yeah i would recommend it it's uh, i would say the third one is probably the most entertaining like it's the one that mm. if I'm just enjoying myself because like I don't really I didn't grow up with these movies so I don't have a special place in my heart for any of them. Uh, but yeah, I would say that's the most entertaining. This one at least though, I see the uh, remnants of what would have been a good movie. Yeah, like the 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 the, the hull of it is there. Like uh, the the first hour is building towards it, but inevitably it has to be a stupid fucking Daniel Larusso movie. So inevitably at the end when he comes in, it just ruins it a bit for me. But still, I think it, it it's shot pretty well. Uh, I like uh, a lot of the stuff with Miyagi. Uh, Pat Morita is very good in this. Um, yeah, uh, I recommend. It's a strong recommend for me, and I have to say, I mean, one, Chris, I'm sort of in your camp. I didn't grow up with these movies. I did see them when I was younger, but not, like, repeatedly or anything, so I don't have a super strong, like, nostalgia bent for any of them. But for me, this time around, because we, you know, I mean, so that was, like, what, November of 2019 we were in L.A., so that's, like, the last time I watched Karate Kid like this one just it played better for me I think one because like the pop culture zeitgeist for this franchise is so heavily rooted in the first movie and I've just always found like some of the obsessiveness over it like a little bit of a turnoff but it's 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 interesting to me that nobody really talks about this movie too too much especially in the way that they talk about the first one yep. and for me again it is hard to dodge yes you're watching a movie called karate kid part two so indeed the titular karate kid has to be around but for me at least this time around watching this movie i would and i have not seen this one in i could not even tell you but pat marita's performance man i was so so knocked on my ass by it. it is almost like he's in a different movie like that's how much i felt he did such a great job here and like Wish he got a nom and a win for this one, man, in the, in the the Oscars the next year. I just thought he was so goddamn good. Um, yeah, it would have been better if you know we got some cultural things more accurate, and if we could indeed shoot in Okinawa, that would be cool. They did shoot this uh, in Hawaii. I want to say it was on Oahu, if I remember what I was reading right. I think um, I think it is. Maybe, yeah, is that right? Um, so you know, it's still like pretty hawaii's gorgeous and everything um yeah but it is just the ultimate elephant of the in the room which is like daniel larusso as a young kid 
will ruin anything. I would have not had patience for this child. Mm -hmm. It makes Mr. Miyagi even more of a hero in my eyes that he didn't murder this kid by the end of the first movie. Um, But yeah, total, total recommend. I feel like I'm fucking vomiting words here. But yeah, total recommend for me as well. And that is going to do it. For the Karate Kid Part Two, directed by the late great John Avildsen. Uh, if you do want more We Hate Movies, of course, check out Patreon.com/slash We Hate Movies. And speaking of which, uh, we have a very important, very exciting update about what is going on uh, on the WHM Patreon. Steve Sadek, take us away. We're doing it, folks. You've asked for it. We've been teasing it for a long time. Melro 210 is back. It's got its own tier. It is the na- the new. It's a $10 tier. You will get a Nexus-style show of Melro 210. That's once a month. You will get a mashup, half of an episode... Uh, a recap of an episode of 90210 and then a recap of Melrose Place. But that's not all you get. The $8 tier was bursting. Anything else we put on Patreon that is new will go on this $10 tier, including if I may tease something. Oh, tease it, but, dude. I'm yes, already at That is new shows uh, like old, like like Mandalorian half hour still stay at the $8 tier. Comment- commentaries will stay still stay at the exactly. $8 tier. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. They, all those things stay the same. The $5 tier stays the same. All that stuff stays the same. But anything new that we put on will be uh, on this $10 tier, including the Snyder Cut. I don't even know what it is yet because this thing isn't even out yet. But however, we decide to re- review the Snyder Cut if it's a. It, if it's in episodes or if it's one big fucking big old episode, I have no idea. This four hour monstrosity mm-hmm. that is supposedly coming out next month will yeah. be on our Patreon tier on this on the what we're calling the Walsh, the ten dollar tier. We got a lot of other exciting ideas coming up later in the year. Some uh the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, whenever that comes out, that's gonna be on that ten dollar tier. Recaps there. Yes, we can confirm we will be recapping the Obi-Wan show. Yep. I I've seen a lot of people uh asking us on social media, like what of this new uh you know landslide of disney plus content and so on we're going to be covering obviously it's not going to be all of it but we will be doing an all new sideshow all about the obi-wan kenobi show hell yeah and a lot more other stuff so just check that out if you liked melrose 210 if you're interested in the snyder cut if you're interested in giving us two more bucks uh check out the ten dollar tier we'd really appreciate it yes yes and also just quickly announce here because this is feb it's February, right? Yeah, it is. I don't even Indeed. know what time it is yep. anymore. Uh, <laughs> Gremlins, the new batch, the Gremlins two, rather the new batch will be our Patreon exclusive episode of the five dollar tier. Yes. Exactly, all sorts of new content for all those tiers uh, to check out. We're doing another Nexus, obviously this month. We're doing another Animation Damnation uh, TBD. There yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's tease out what are we doing on the old uh gleep glossary oh, that's this uh, currently tbd uh, <laughs> oh all right oh fair enough well, well you know what uh whatever star trek episodes we left off on in january we'll be doing the next ones coming up in february. Uh, actually <laughs> those are also tbd it's <laughs> no, a weird bump no, 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 but listen they're all happening but you should take away from this conversation is that we are focused on making melrose the best experience for you on that ten dollar tier right now mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely uh, you know, we when we launched it over the summer, just as like a you know quarantine. What are we gonna do about this? It was uh, a lot of fun, and you know, as much as folks say like, oh, this, that, and the other thing you did helped me get through whatever you know distracted me through whatever. Guess what? It's the same for us that we get to make this stuff for you. It is a nice uh, distraction in these still, indeed, currently hard times. Ah, and then 
Speaking of feeds, back on the free feed, as always here on We Hate Movies, next Tuesday, there will indeed be a brand new episode. Steve Sadek, once again, I'm going over to you, our programming master. What are we uh, talking about next week? P.S. I love you. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. The oh. I'm dead fucking, uh, 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 what am I trying to say? Easter egg hunt movie that yes. she's got to go on here. This Hillary I- I'm a ghost and I want to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> I left you a bunch of clues to find out how much you love me. <laughs> I don't think he appears as a ghost in that movie. And that really, it probably would have taken it over the top, yeah. right? It's like, you have to do this treasure hunt and I'm a ghost helping you. <laughs> You're getting warmer. <laughs> so until next week with P.S. I love you. I'm Andrew Jupiter. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Gavin. Take it easy. That was a headgum podcast. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, Did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.